0: Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. And police in Lincolnshire are warning people to be on their guard after a boa constrictor was reported missing. The snake, which has a white tail and grey, black and brown spots, vanished from Union Street in Boston at around 7 o'clock last night. A
1: snake has gone missing and she describes it. I couldn't write it down quick enough. How dangerous is this thing? Is this really, is this like the giantest anaconda ever? And she said, it's got white. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, write this down, Stephen. I don't want it. Apparently, if, if you live in, in a basement flat in London, there's a very good chance that rats come into your property. And how do they get there? They come in via the sewer. And they come in via your, uh, your, your toilet, which is slightly disturbing, isn't it? Uh, the unruly boy, they say, who got on stage with the Pope, He's deaf. And uh, the Pope was fine with it, as indeed you would expect him to. Uh, The Irish football club, who faked a player's death so they could call off a game. At other matches, they had a minute's silence for him. It was a blatant lie. Frankie and Benny's becomes the first family restaurant to ban mobile phones. Oh, bliss. And out for the Christmas decorations, in with the unicorns. Apparently snowflakes want unicorns. Whoopie-doo. Uh, the coppers hitting back over Diane Abbott's mistake over the moped uh, chases. And the Queen's grandson, Peter, let's trouser that money, Phillips, which he did when we had the um, the garden party, didn't we? He, his company made an absolute fortune. He now wants to put on a horse race outside Buckingham Palace. What for? What for? Not made enough money? Wanted to get more out of it? Conor McGregor fined and banned for driving for six months over speeding. Oh, I, I passed it on to be paid, but it didn't happen. This is the one who pretended to be a boxer. And trousered a lot of money. Obviously, can't afford to pay bills now. Uh, kidnapped Chloe. Remember Chloe Ailing who got kidnapped? Well, she's apparently working on um, a pay to chat site. Longer they keep you on the phone, the more money you pay. Christmas will cost the average family £719 this year. And Jerry says farewell as his ferry finishes crossing the Mersey. Yes, Jerry Mars. He's decided. He's not died. Made it sound like he was doing an obituary. He's, uh, he's just decided he wants to retire. And I've got a present. He, he will walk alone through a storm with his head held high. But he won't be afraid of the dark. Because at the end of the storm, there's a golden s- sky, I think. <laughs> I love doing that, are they? And, uh, they used to do the Sleet Silver Something. Wasn't it Peter Sellers who did that song? It has been a hard day's night, and I have been working like a dog. Did you ever hear that? A fabulous song, honestly. Good old Peter Sellers, who also did Balham. Gateway to the south, which was another brand. Anyway, I've got a present. I like to open presents. It's in a box. It's so exciting, so exciting. No money in it, so I'll check this thing. Do you want the bag back? Got the bag Yeah. So exciting. So you just have to listen, I am like it like a chuck oh, oh this oh this is looking interesting by the minute. Looking interesting. Oh that's nice. Like that. Oh that's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty. We like that. We
2: like that a lot. So Edinburgh's Christmas is on just now, which is this massive Christmas yeah. event that takes up most ah, of the city. Glitter. There is glitter, yes. <laughs> glitter. <laughs> there is glitter ah. on it. This was made in Prague, apparently. Really? Handmade in Prague. How lovely! Isn't that and it's lovely. a little. Well, it's for it's a uh, log. It's a log into which you can place two tea, tea lights. lights. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. meant to take in some battery-powered tea lights, of which I have many, obviously. Oh, do you? Yes. They do get through batteries, don't they? Do. they? Yeah.
1: Yes. I've actually got a big twelve-inch uh, candle. In the hall, and uh, and that takes three, four little batteries, and yes. the, and the flame flickers. Yes, it's on like a little yes. magnet kind of thing. That's yes. quite good, and uh, I like I love this. though. this is so it's simple, isn't it? Isn't it funny? Other simple. countries do yes. things simply. <laughs> no, but it's, there was there was much
2: effective. tackier stuff there if you'd wanted the tacky stuff.
1: No, 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 no. 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 I know. I think this is, this is tacky enough. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think it's lovely. <laughs> I think it's lovely. I think that's really pretty. Well, there we go. Good. Really I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. Yes, I'm, say, I like that. I should have brought some uh, some lights in, but you have lots. Yes, yeah, so I, I awesome. do have lots. Of, uh, the one thing I do have is lots of tea. I buy the, the um, John
1: Lewis tea lights, Waitrose. All right. Because they last, they're, they're bigger, bigger round ones, and they last a long time.
2: Do you want this bag back? I recycled no, you, you it from last Christmas. Christmas. Oh, okay. oh, did you really? I did, yeah, I did. They're so useful. They Whoever invented coloured bags with glitter on... Gets my, my vote for Christmas. The thing is, it's a bottle bag. Yeah. Tom Swarbrick saw this earlier on and thought it was booze. I had to let him down that it was not oh. only not booze and it wasn't for him going like down that, that so. path yeah, again. I think so. We've, yeah. we've had to rescue him on so many occasions. <laughs> 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 Which I always
1: enjoy, yeah. actually. Look, I've got glitter on you my do. fingers uh, now. I'm
2: sorry about the glitter. I
1: cannot touch my face. I will not touch my face. Thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. Bye-bye. I'm very grateful. See you Bye-bye. tomorrow. Bye-bye. Friday tomorrow. Friday tomorrow. Invoice time. Invoice, I'm just telling him invoice time, because otherwise people forget, because we get paid before Christmas. So, got glitter everywhere, and it's so tiny. How do they make glitter? What is glitter made of? I don't know what it is. Is it, is it like filings or something, and then they make it small? Because the pieces now are so tiny. So, so tiny, but so nice. Anyway, it is nice to have your, uh, your company this morning. In fact, it's very nice to have your company. I was saying to my driver, actually, we're actually very lucky you know, very. He's had a bad week work-wise because the money's not been coming in. He hasn't had as many jobs as he would normally have got, so he's, he's sort of down on it. So he was going to work this morning till seven, and then uh, then I think he was going to go home. But he, you've got to make the money up. If you've got, I mean, you know, I was I was hearing about um, a fellow presenter who has to come up with three thousand pounds every month to survive, but isn't isn't very happy at the moment. So uh, I mean you know if if you've got bills like that but that's the trouble isn't it you know when you when you go through a divorce all of a sudden divorces cost money you know and it's it's not it's not the easiest thing i was a lot of sympathy for people like that i speak actually as as one experience as my brother's been through a divorce just at the time i'd bought him a brand new television but anyway uh steve i'm jealous of you and and Darren. um i can understand that i can under- why would somebody be jealous i don't know i, I think because it's because it's a nice job and you, you, you talk to some, some nice people sometimes and you can get a cup of tea when you want and a cup of coffee. There's heating in here. There's lighting. You know, and you talk to nice people sometimes. And, uh, and is it, what is there not to like? And Christmas is around the corner and the lights are up. And, uh, and, that's, and that's it. As far as I'm concerned, we, we've got a month of this, of all these lights. I'm going to go to Winter Wonderland next week, I think, or I might go to I might go tomorrow. Twelve months. Twelve months. <laughs> I tell you, uh, we used to uh, have a lovely shop that used to listen to us based in a shopping centre. And it was Christmas. It was a Christmas shop. But they got forced out by a coffee shop. The landlord wanted the coffee shop money as opposed to a Christmas shop. And so they sent me in a boxes of stuff, all their different decorations. A lot of glitter. A lot of glitter. But It was lovely. I, I could work. And over in San Francisco, where they have a radio station called 97.3, they also have a Christmas shop on the pier. And we went there and I remember thinking, how wonderful to be in a Christmas shop. Or feeling that, working in a Chinese factory that produces tinsel. That must be nice, mustn't it, I think. Or, or lights. I'd like, I'd, I'd like to see somebody assembling lights now. How many lights do you have at Christmas? Like twinkly lights. Do you have twinkly or static? Lots, lots. Hundreds, hundreds and hundreds. And Because I've got 7,000 on one tree. Yeah, Because they're, in, they're really tiny, they're little LEDs. And I like coloured some people just like white, but I I do coloured. And, yeah, you can get 10,000 in a box. 10,000 lights. Did you have never seen those ones? They're very good. Oh, listen, you, you need to... I'll tell you where you need to go to get this stuff. You need to go to garden centres, because they have the big boxes of lights, which are basically for doing the outside of your house. I could I could live. I used to have down my hall at home, I had... Red lights all the way down it. Looked like a runway, really. And down the walls and everything else. Because the string... And it was from Condé Nast, who did big strings of little red LEDs. They just stayed on permanently. And I had them all the way down the hall. Looked like a brothel. (laughs) Some say it was. Uh, Anyway, A4850, U K. The public support for a story that we did yesterday about um, a Syrian refugee who was knocked to the ground... And uh, the public support is phenomenal. Yesterday when we left it, I think we were up to about 17000 It's over £100,000 now because people saying this, this is just wrong. This is just very wrong. And he just gets up and walks away, poor little soul. And you think to yourself, it's not right Not right. It really isn't. So, over £100,000, they're going to give it to the family today. I don't think his dad speaks very much English. They've been here for two years. His mother doesn't speak very much English. It's only the son who speaks uh, English. And the one thing you don't expect to happen is to be bullied at school. Although, everybody was bullied at school. I don't think there was anybody who wasn't bullied. To a certain extent, I'm not saying on a daily basis they'd wait by the school gates. But you know bullying was 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 quite normal, quite normal, uh, Steve, can you remember the name or the website for the online Christmas cards? Um, Jackie Lawson Jackie Lawson is the one you need to you need to do that because you can send as many cards as you like it 's like twelve quid for a year, and you can send hundreds and it will put them into a file and it writes the cards for you, and the cards are animated it 's cleverest thing. somebody put me onto it years and years ago, Jackie Lawson. Uh, Steve, impending nationwide recession, no problem. Stay in, save your money, listen to LBC. And, uh, Lisa says, can you take a picture of the gift that Darren gave you? Uh, what am I going to get? I've already given him a present. I've already given him a present. Where were you? Where, what, what is it, these part-time listeners? Goodness sake, honestly. You're either going to be full-time or you're out. All right, it's as simple as that. Now, I, I got him a, a car with a little, um, um, thing on the roof, a little tree and... Is it hanging on your tree already have you got a real one up wow how 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 big is it I'm tempted to ask I'm always impressed over anything over four foot so six, six. Oh, it's fake oh it's thin oh right okay fake is it a good fake though because you do get good fakes now a friend of mine bought one Paul, and his is seven foot and it's pre lit it's got all the lights so on. you just put the top on it and it said ed- I know, see, I like draping as well. I drape lights. In fact, the very first show that I did, the first one-man show, I draped myself in Christmas lights. I had about six battery packs in my pocket and I had all these these Christmas lights on. (laughs) So sad. Uh, Anyway, what have we got? What have we got? What have we got? Conor McGregor, fine, blah, 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 blah. Police officer. Why is it? I asked Zora Suleiman this earlier on. You get a police officer. You've been trained. You know, you're there to uphold the law. You're doing very well. And then you make lewd comments to people you work with. And I always think somebody's going to complain about you. You can't make lewd comments anymore. Anyway, he's just been dismissed. Screwed is it, Christmas, isn't it? Really, Christopher Biggins has shed two stone at boot camp. Uh, looks amazing. He's uh, he's type two diabetic, and he's a good advert. You can do it. It is possible for all those people who go, "Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it." You can do it. You can do it. It's not easy, but you can do it. Also, the X Factor finalist Anthony Russell in trouble again. Jeremy was in trouble for sending lewd pictures of himself to this uh, this married woman. And uh, now it turns out he's been talking to somebody in prison on FaceTime. A rather stupid person, so the sooner we ditch him, the better we will be. And this month marks the 50th anniversary of the first direct transatlantic call. No need to speak to an operator. You could dial the number out. Do you remember when you used to pick up the phone and you go, Hello, West Wickham 73219? And we always used to give you... Why you give your number? Now you wouldn't dream of giving your number out. Hello, I'm on 0631 249 8976. You know, you just don't do things like that, do you? Definitely not. Uh, also, um, 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 Rebecca Vardy and that smear test photo. She thinks it's going to encourage people to go, why a photo of her nether regions? I've got no idea, but there you go. That's the, uh, that's the way she is. We've had it before. We've had it before with, with other people you have tried to persuade people to do it, but uh, they must be running out of things for her to do. I don't believe that uh, seeing that picture is going to encourage anybody to do anything at all. You're like, you'll go and do it because you want to do it, or you'll be worried. Yesterday on this morning, they had somebody from Love Island who got his testicles out, and they examined them on the programme, because you're supposed to check. And you're supposed to check in the... I mean, I volunteered around here. I've said, you know, if anybody wants advice on how to do it, shower a hot shower is very good. That that way things things are a lot easier to find. But m- most people don't check, they do not check, and yet testicular cancer is a big killer for men. Nobody thinks about checking. They really don't. It's odd, isn't it? Uh, Little Julie says, "I hope they uh, they find that snake soon." No tweet again today, says Jackie. No tweet again today. Asda can't be doing very well. Just all bits of tinsel going down the pillars. Very depressing. What do you mean, no 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 tweet again? Oh, I haven't written a tweet. I know I didn't I didn't do one yesterday either actually. I also didn't phone my friend Jordan. I said the other day I said don't worry I'll 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 phone you and I just didn't. Pablo says, good line. I was bullied so often at school. It was on the timetable. It was that bad. Lots of people did. My my driver this morning, he he got bullied because he wore glasses, specky four eyes, you know, all these sort of different different things and you you got bullied. There's always been somebody who'd pick on you because you were too tall, too short, too spotty, too this, you know, all sorts of reasons. Everybody got bullied. You either got through it, but, you know, nobody brought anybody to the ground. Nobody brought anybody to the ground and started talking about waterboarding. There was none of that kind of thing. Uh, Steve, as you like, please, programmes if you watch the heist on Sky 1. I don't have Sky. I don't have it. Must be the only person in the world who doesn't. Ten members of the public challenged to steal 250,000 quid, which was split 10 ways. They then had to hide and spend the money. If not discovered by the police within a certain time frame, they get to keep it. Says Sue, it's very good. Sounds quite nice, but. Uh, where is it? I haven't actually. It just doesn't sound very interesting to me. You know, so it's members of the public and it's a game. There are too many of these things on, on the television. That's why people stick to radio. Good, old fashioned radio, where you've got a presenter who loves you deeply. And who is in admiration of the fact that you're the biggest audience that is available at this time. That's why you're part of the spike. Others may try, but they fall at the
0: first fence. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. You
1: know, I was looking the other day at my head. We have lots of hairdressers in Twickenham. When I say hairdressers, they're barbers for men. specifically. Although women can go there. I don't know why more women don't go there. It's a cheaper way of getting hair cut. And I was looking at one the other day and they've got their windows painted. And it's all very lovely and all the rest of it. And they charge for the same haircut that you get for somewhere else. Where, where I get mine cut, uh, I think an OAP can be done for £8, something like that. And £10 for everybody else. OK, nine or £10, whatever it is. And uh, in this place, where they're doing the same sort of thing, £21, I read on the window the other day. I was sitting on the bus and it said £21. And I remember thinking, £21 for a bloke's haircut? I mean, you know, you're either doing it with, with clippers, which is very easy to do. Can't take, for your hair, can't take any more than, what, 15 minutes maximum. That's for the time you actually cut the hair, 12, 12 minutes top. And then you just do the back, and they go, do you want a round back or a square back? And then they go, well, in my one, they go, do you want your ears done? Do you get that as well? Do you get that where they, you get your ears done? You don't get your ears, oh, right, you will. Uh, when you get to a certain age, you get hair comes out of your ears. And and they they will they will trim it in the barbers. Don't you get that? All right. How odd. Uh, yeah. You say it's there. It happens. And they always go, "Do you want your your ears done?" And you go, "Yes." You look in horror at this kind of thing. This is quite normal service round, are we? In fact, if you're very elderly, they'll help you out to the door. You know, that's the kind of thing, and that, that's the service that they offer. But it. it I'm, I'm the same. Twelve minutes probably tops for a haircut because mine's mine's fairly easy. I'm, I'm a one and a half. And that's it. It just goes with the clippers and then she'll do the sides round the ears and then just do, do the back. Yeah, you've got to shape around the ears and that's it. So if I want to gel it up, you know, I can gel it up or put a bit of wax on or what's the other stuff? Mud. Do you ever see mud? They, get this, I used to look at it and they get, and you rub it between your hands and then you put it on your, it. It made the slightest difference. It didn't make, have you got mud? I used to use mousse. Mousse, then i comb it through and then I could blow dry it. I looked like Dolly Parton. It was fabulous. I say I have hair out here somewhere, and if it ever rained, I was stuck. I was completely befuddled. Uh, Steve, I don't think," says Matt. "I'm classed as part of the spike from up north. And listen on the app. Uh, you are included. You are included. Oh yeah, it's only people overseas who aren't included on on the uh, on the the audience figures, which are sensational. I mean, I'm, I'm, sometimes I do feel sorry for people that maybe you know see an audience vanish. You know, and then talk about it. Because you never talk about audiences vanishing because you just like to build and build and build. And so the, the the idea is, at this time of the morning, I know who my audience is. I know exactly who you are. I've met you. I've seen you. You've written. I know, I know exactly who you are. I don't like the idea. I heard it the other day from somebody where a radio presenter was sort of dissing their audience. And I thought, we had that bloke up north, didn't we, on the BBC Radio Shropshire. He dissed his audience as well. Yeah, poor old Jim, honestly, where did that career go? And you hear people do it you think, don't do that. Don't do that. People give up all sorts of things. You know, people might be, you know, listening in hospital. People might be working in hospital. People might be nurses, doctors, consultants, you know, neurologists, anesthetists. I could probably go on, but I can't think of any more. And, um... And so, and that's who the programme's for. It's not, it's, it's not complicated. We generally don't do Brexit, generally. Although I did an interview yesterday with a super actor and we taught Brexit. Only in the last little bit of it, which is uh, still good. So uh, Currently grooving to Come and Get Your Love, says Pauline, by Redbone. The theme tune to the brilliant uh, TV show F is for Family. Come and Get Your Love. I don't think I know that one, actually. By Redbone. There used to be... Oh, what the? Who did? There was a, a song called Witch Queen of New Orleans years ago. She's the witch, witch queen of New Orleans. And that was it. But Redbone, I don't know. Come and get your love. We've got a little bit of it. Just so you can get... You watch. There'll be a rude word coming up. I can tell. OK. Oh, this is quite nice. It? Oh, it's old, isn't
0: it?
1: It's an old one, I remember. Good God. How many views has this one had? Twenty-six million. Twenty-six million. Come and get your love. Your love. That's nice, isn't it? I like that. Not not as good as some of the other songs that we've come up with on the program, but it was okay. It was okay. I'm not dissing it. Uh Anne says, Steve morning. We bought our Christmas tree for outside yesterday. Can't wait for the first of December to trim it up. Plus, I got my angel hair too. So excited. And uh and Mark says you shouldn't be so hard on BBC Local Radio, Steve. I think it's a wonderful service, especially when I need to get some sleep. Depends if the vicar's doing the programme, doesn't it, really? You know, hello, everybody. You know, it's a bit Thora Herd-ish. Uh If the snake referred to is the boa constrictor with the white tail and is found soon, I too will be happy, Steve, but we mustn't go finding innocent boa constrictors without identifying marks, because we could be making a mistake. I don't want to go anywhere near snakes. I really don't. A friend of mine used to walk around the Hippodrome years ago when it was a, a nightclub with a snake around his neck because they're deaf. So you, you can put them in a, in a disco situation. Oh, terrible. Uh, and an aunt says, I'm confused. You need to go to the barber. I thought you were bald. No, I'm not bald. Of course I'm not. <laughs> Come on, listen to me. Do I sound bald? No. I'm so, I can run my hand through my hair. Look at that. I can part it. Shake it out my eyes. It's quite nice. No, I'm not bald. Bald means you're not you're not growing hair at all. I grow hair, so you've got to keep it trimmed. Keep it... Um, I noticed that boy demonstrating testicular cancer trimmed the other day. With an inch of his life, by the look of it. That looked a bit dangerous. There you go. That's when they did it on This Morning. Couldn't stop Pip Schofield from having a little, little bit of a gander going on, I think. Uh, Steve here. Uh, from what you've told us at the start of your show, fabulous working environment, jovial banter with the producers sometimes it's a joy sometimes we are rolling around on the floor honestly we'll hear something and we cannot stop laughing we go that's that's really really funny free hair and makeup and endless tea and coffee it's a wonder we even want to read the texts out i know sometimes i have to be pushed to read they go would you like to read the text steve and i go well you know i might do it's like you know on christmas day and on boxing day will we open up the phone lines we might we might this year. The trouble is, as you can well imagine, we get flooded, flooded with phone calls over the festive season. Because there's loads of people, for some reason, who want to talk to Steve Allen. And I always go, they always go, are you going to open up the phone lines? And I go, yeah, maybe not. We're not too sure. This year, it could be different. This year could be very different. Uh, lovely to hear the warmth, says Spicer, of your interaction with your fellow presenter. It's that affection that makes me a spiker. A joy to be a member of a community in which there's no meanness. The always, we're all doing the same job. That's the truth of the matter. It doesn't matter whether you're Nick Ferrari, James O'Brien, you know, Eddie Mayer, Steve Allen, Darren. It, it doesn't matter. We're all doing the same job. The job is we're radio presenters. Nobody's any better than anybody else, although some of us probably think we are. And uh, some of us, you know, do different shows from other people. Some people are excellent phone-in presenters. That's how it works. There was somebody yesterday talking to James O'Brien. We're obviously into the argumentative season where you get somebody who comes on who thinks they're really clever. And this one wasn't clever at all. And James kept saying, no, you're wrong. I have to. It's my duty to tell you if you're wrong. He said, and, I'm t- and I heard, I heard uh, Magid do it the other day. He said, "If uh, stop, stop, stop. He said, I have to tell you if you're giving out the wrong information. This one with James O'Brien, he just didn't get it. He was just going round and round like some demented, yeah, is that on the website? He just didn't get it at all. He really didn't get it. He really, really didn't get it. And then I think, um, I think Tom had one the other day as well. Uh, no, last night I think he had one, talking about the woman who'd been made pregnant by the man who raped her, who was in prison, and the rights and all that kind of thing. And, uh, and this bloke didn't get it at all. I mean, really, you do worry about people, don't you? Sometimes people read things on the internet and they get it all wrong. You know, But, they, but they, because they, 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 sort of, they think they're better than the presenter, but of course the presenter is fully armed with everything. You know, you say something, within seconds, sort of, uh, the producer can get the information up on the screen. It's as simple as that. It's not difficult. Could we find out this morning? I only thought about it yesterday, and I don't normally do this. What's the stance on the Salvation Army and homosexuality? I'm just interested. I don't know what their policy is. I didn't think that they were. I don't think you find gay Salvationists. I have a feeling you don't. But I'd, I'd be curious to find out what their what their stance is. And also, once we've done that, can we do the Mormons as well? <laughs> because I don't know whether or not they have gay Mormons. There must be gay Mormons, mustn't there? Like, there must be gay Salvation Armyists. But I just, I just don't know what what the party line is. You know, we sort of tolerate people, because they do collect in gay pubs. The other day, Peter Andre was seen kissing Piers Morgan. Poor old Peter Andre, honestly. He doesn't rouse people to laugh at him. He, he really doesn't know.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning. <laughs> Sorry. I just read something that made me laugh for some strange reason. I was trying to find out what the Salvation Army stance is. They say they stand against homophobia, which victimises people and can reinforce feelings of alienation, loneliness and despair. And then further on, not two minutes, too much further on, they say a diverse range of views on homosexuality may exist within the Salvation Army. I would think it does exist within the Salvation Army. Not a case, of, but they're covering themselves by saying that as among the wider Christian and non-Christian community. Because there are those people who believe that you can't be gay and Christian. And, and I don't know if, if you sort of announced at the, uh, the Citadel, which is what they call their, their temples in the Sally Army, hello, I'm gay. I wonder how they'd, they'd react to it. Oh, would they run fleeing from the building? I don't know. I had an ex-girlfriend, says Blake in Wigan, that knew a girl who was at one point homeless. And the Salvation Army didn't give her any help because she was gay. Dear. Do you think they were? I mean, do you, do you think they would discriminate on something like that? I don't know. I don't know how it works actually. I should imagine everybody's discriminated against the poor. The poor assistant producer this morning is being discriminated against because he's basically had a very expensive haircut, and he's only going there because apparently family friends. Well, they're the people who take advantage of you. And when you walked out of that shop, when you walked out with the tears rolling down your little face, and you sat outside there, and people said, "Are you all right?" and you went. Oh, a haircut, you know. Then it's it's sad, and that's why you are my object of ridicule for this morning. Because we all get kids hate it. Kids hate it. I've I've sat more times in Michael and uh, and Cash's place where you put you take a little kid, and for some reason they think you're going to kill them or something. You sit them on. They have a um, a plank that they put it like we all used to have years ago. It goes. It's a special thing. It goes across the the chair, and the kids sit there, and then they close their eyes. They screw their eyes up. They hate it. They hate having their hair cut. I don't know why. I don't know why. I always thought it was it was quite good, but you walk out and you go, It's never going to grow again, isn't it? And you have to keep saying to it, it it will grow. Paul says Boa constrictors loose in the UK. Why are people allowed to own dangerous animals like Boa constrictors? If a snake's privately owned and escapes, then the recovery bill should be sent to them. On a happier note, hope Noel Edmonds wins the jungle who's got tough well he won't hang up knickers. He won't touch women's knickers. He's he's said that's his old Oh, sorry, Nick Knowles, do beg your pardon, actually. Uh, yes, I mean, so th- that that's why. He didn't... Uh, Nick Knowles didn't want to hang- He didn't want to touch them. He said it was a bit old-fashioned. So, uh, so Noel Edmonds could win the jungle, do you think? I thought Harry Redknapp they were going for. I thought Harry Redknapp, people seemed to like his dreary football stories and stuff like that. But he said they all seem to be getting on all right. I'd quite like Anne Hegarty to win. I'd quite like her to win. She's sort of, you know... She's come in for a bit of stick. She's managed to get through things. And she's not making a big deal about it either, unlike some people. I had the privilege of stroking a 26-foot python in Orlando. Have you seen um, anacondas? They find them in the swamps. These things are enormous! And all they've got poking up out of the water is the head. The rest of it is underneath the water. Very controlled um, circumstances. The skin was lovely and shiny. A friend of mine used to um, put oil on the skin of his uh, his animal uh, but it had the poison mechanism removed I said, like, well, yeah yeah." I like we're going to believe that I like we're going to believe that God, oh, Derek, I can't think of anything worse actually A nose wax is fabulous, says Paul Have you even heard of a nose wax? What's a nose wax? That's a very odd one Very odd one And uh, Steve, uh, Tonbridge Barber, Turkish Haircut, ears with flamethrower eyebrows Hot towel and massage, six quid Seven days a week See six quid. I think you can go to Hounslow and get it for about a fiver. If if not a little bit less, seriously. Eh uh, Jean, no it wasn't me. It wasn't me. That means there's somebody who looks like me wandering around Putney. And uh, Celine says, it's laundry day for me. I shave my husband's balding head every two days. He benefits saving 6 pounds and 7 pence while I get a thanks and shaky hands. Yes, I mean a, a friend of mine Chris, he he does his own he sort of shaves his own head. I haven't got as far as shaving. I don't, uh, I don't do things like that. Don't do things like that. Uh, Jimmy says, I've got DABs in the living room, the kitchen, the bedroom. So does each one count towards a spike, or is it just one vote per house? One vote. I know, I wish. Listen, can you imagine how well we God, we would just walk it on this programme. Me and you together. He says, poor, poor Jim Hawkins, there's no hope for him. I know, the one thing you never ever do, and it's almost like an unwritten broadcaster's thing, you never start slagging off your audience. That's the people who keep you in sort of, you know, toilet paper and things like that. You don't you just you just accept the fact, you know, sometimes people do very well with big big audiences, big audiences. I've got friends of mine who've got big audiences like, you know, audiences I can't imagine. But at my time slot, I've got the biggest. (laughs) Not as big as some people's, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, 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 Jim says, I don't know about the Salvationist, Steve. I really have no idea. But Neon Truckers. I have heard rumours. I know, Well, that's the trouble. The, these rumours are getting louder. Have you noticed? <laughs> they get much louder, all these things. People talking about truckers with, with lights in their cabs. I also had a present this morning, says Dallas. Searching through my CDs for the Beatles' Baby You're a Rich Man, I found a Donovan CD. Oh, my God, it's so Oh, my so I said, love, love Donovan. I interviewed him once. I was so excited. So excited. But uh, I've also found the Beatles track on Magical Mystery Tour. It first came out as a B-side of All You Need Is Love. What a recording event. I've got the complete Beatles collection. Everything. Everything. Every every record, every film, everything. Uh, is there a McDonald's in Twickenham? No. That's why you couldn't find it the other day. We don't have one. We used to have one. It turned into a shop that sells colouring books and things like that. I think the bloke had two and our one was doing the worst because uh we've got a Kentucky fried chicken and a Burger King. And we used to have a wimpy, we haven't got a wimpy anymore. And we've got a fish and chip shop. And oh no, else have we got we've got a kebab shop, that's very popular. But no, they uh, we actually lost lost McDonald's, it went. Uh Matt the straight trucker in Devon he says, I love your show more and more every day. Yeah, okay, still still going with it with the straight trucker thing. I think that's great. I think that's good. It's cool, as long as you can sort of make it stand up. I do beg your pardon I didn't mean it like that you know I understand that and uh, dear I know this. it's this time of the morning isn't it what else do you do you go out there actually this morning very quiet in Leicester Square except poor man leaning up against the, the ticket booth being being sick he'd obviously had too many uh, too many sherbets you know when you get to that stage where you go I want to, go home. I want to wait for Magic One to go home although my birthday party my last big birthday party I didn't drink at all I absolutely didn't have one alcoholic drink, which is good, isn't it? I was quite pleased. Can't guarantee it for, uh, for over the festive season. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, what else we got? Oh, Diane Abbott's mistake over the moped chases. I don't think she thinks before she says anything. I'm sorry. 99.9% of people living in London want these motorbike crooks um, and, and robbers sorted out as quickly as possible. Perhaps she doesn't. Um, another one here. Uh, another one here. James, James the Trucker. He says, uh, it seems there are more gay presenters at gay than straight. Yeah, we, I'm, is this, uh, is this what do they call it, predictive texting? I don't know. Not a complaint. He said, I like you and Ian Dale. Just an observation. I don't think people, do you know, I always think people who worry about things like that, they must have really shallow existences. Why would anybody ever care? Why would anybody ever care? He says, uh, "He said that, I think Dave O'Brien is so far on the closet, in the closet, He's having fun in Narnia. Oh, Lord above it. He's too busy writing books. That's what he does. But uh, Ron says Emily A. Tack comes across as a bit desperate. A bit desperate and a bit simple. That's why, really, she's not done anything since the Inbetweenies, whatever it was called. But uh, Khan, which sounds like Sheer Khan, took her challenges and her stride and was impressive. And uh, Cliff in Bradford... Uh, I've had a few pythons around my neck in my time. The key is to stay calm. They can sense internal agitation. I don't like it when, when the face comes towards you. I'm sorry. I don't like it at all. They had a thing the other day where somebody was doing, it could have been Emily A. Tack on the jungle, and she had to crawl into this thing and then put her hand through, and they had a camera the other side, and there were two snakes sitting there, poised for striking. Poised for striking. And and somebody says, oh, do you think they'll actually bite? You went, of course they're going to bite. But apparently it doesn't hurt very much once you've been bitten a few times. Oh, I wouldn't fancy that, would you? Dreadful. Uh, 84850. Uh, My husband's snoring is killing me, says uh, Chantel. Wow. How PC, says this one here, to pick on tiny minority of Christians being anti-gay yet ignoring Muslims who ban gays openly. Too scared to mention that in case you get told off. Oh, dear. You're a bit simple, aren't you, really? It's not your fault. I appreciate things like that. I'm not allowed to say anything against Muslims. Oh, diddums, you need to grow up and get a life. What's the matter with you? Are you sad and lonely? Do you have no friends? Is Christmas another miserable time in your calendar? I should imagine it must be. You really are. You need to get that chip off your shoulder. That's, you know, that's that's really going to do you badly. I'm suspecting you're probably getting on in life, and it's probably annoying you, isn't it, a little bit, I should imagine. Never mind. Never mind, I'm sure you'll have a nice Christmas by yourself. Uh, Conor McGregor was fine. He's the one who pretended to be a boxer, but he's not really. Fined and banned for driving over speeding. Uh, also, how much do you pay to call directory inquiries? It costs a fortune. It costs a fortune. It's something like £3, £6 or something. Who calls? Three quid for ninety? Who calls directory inquiries? Come on, put your hands up. Who calls directory inquiries? Nobody calls directory inquiries. You don't need to. Why would you need to? You go online, onto Google, you put in, you know, LBC phone in, and up will come the number for you. You don't need to call. To re- it's like people who call the speaking clock. Why would you call the speaking clock? You know, if you've got a phone or a watch, or oh, you must look outside, there must be clocks on buildings. That's where that's where you go for, isn't it? Mike says, thank you for stopping the rain yesterday. By the time Bessie Dog and I went out, it was clear. It's no end to your influence. It is true. Could you do the same today? I'm moving my 91-year-old mum from one nursing home to another. Around 11-ish. Oh, the weather will be fine by that. Fine. What am I doing today? I didn't do... I got up this morning completely forgot to do the invoice, so I did it with, with a cup of coffee. So I woke up a bit early, actually. And uh, what am I doing today? Today is Thursday. What's on the agenda? Nothing. Lazy day. I'm not taking the car out because it's going into the garage on, on, uh, on Monday. So that's good. Holly says, I really like Nick Knowles. He's chivalrous, but I didn't like him blaming women who were outspoken about concerns on that time of the month. He's on thin ice with that one. But that's the whole thing about it. I think they've all been actually behaving. Nobody's had silly little breakdowns, I don't think. Well, I haven't actually seen any breakdowns on the jungle yet. They all seem to be going quite well. It's the cost of the outfits that Holly Willoughby's wearing that's putting people off. They go, who's she supposed to be appealing to? And the answer is just about anybody, I think. Jan in Peckham says, up at 3am, thought my dog barked, but it was the chimer on the doorbell. Also, we've got a rat waiting for traps to come. We videoed and it got on the trap but managed to escape. <gasps> apparently they like chocolate. People thought it was cheese for rats, but apparently chocolate is the thing that they can't resist. But there was a cage which had a rat in it. It was like a rat trap kind of thing. And, and it bit through the bars. It managed to escape. I was really surprised by that. I didn't really. They always say in London you're never more than six feet away from a rat. That's what they say. And I'm looking six feet away because there must be some out here under the floor. I used to mention it to one of my, my producers, Amanda, years and years ago. I should say, you know, I, I bet there are rats under the floor. She said, "Steve, stop it, stop." She get <laughs> quite quite angry with me because I was mentioning the fact there might be rats because she was really phobic about uh, about rats. I'm all right with them. You've seen mice. We used to have them, I mean, when we were in Gough Square, they used to come up through the sewer. Mice and, and rats. Horrible, I don't... I mean, they, and they jump. Mice jump and they can flatten themselves to get under a door. Like really, really thin doors, which is great, isn't it?
0: You're listening to a podcast from
1: LBC. Morning, everybody. So I was erring on the side of caution. Well, I mentioned Conor McGregor, who's been banned from driving for only six months over speeding and he was fined £883. They now describe him as a mixed martial artist. He was doing 95 in a 62-mile zone near Dublin in October 2017. Okay, he got a fixed charge penalty, but it wasn't paid. McGregor told the court in County Kildare, I apologise, I passed it on to be paid. I didn't know I was going so fast. He's got 12 previous convictions. Quite clearly, the man is an ace idiot. He said the star's driving, this is the judge was not that of a role model. He's never been a role... Who's he a role model for? He's a role model for nobody. Role model for nobody. Thank you very much indeed. And then the judge says, um, he's very fortunate he's not been charged with a more serious offence of of dangerous driving. Well, more fool you then, judge. 12 previous convictions. Goodness sake, honestly. Bang him up in prison, leave him there. 10 years. 15 at least, I should imagine. Uh, Steve, aren't anacondas the ones that swallow cows and horses? No. I don't think any of them. We know that they, they can dislocate their lower jaw to take in deer with antlers and stuff like that. I don't think they'd actually be able to take a cow, really. Um, but they can dislocate their jaws. And, of course, the, the anaconda is a, it's a, it's a constrictor, isn't it? As far as I remember. So it wraps itself around. It's like with the, with the actual boa constrictors, they wrap themselves around you. And then you breathe in, it immediately contracts. So eventually you can't breathe out again. And that's it. No breakdowns in I'm a celeb because the GC isn't there. Well, she's nowhere, is she, really? iPhone directory inquiries and the speaking clock from the work phone, says Anthony. We had somebody years ago. I must tell you the story because it's quite funny. And um, they they were, let's just call it, moving on in the business. And uh, in our room in Gough Square, in the sort of what we call the sort of the presenter's room and everything else, which you know, big, like an office, and each programme had its own desk. And there was a meat safe in there, so you could do interviews. And it really was like a meat safe. How they got the thing in, they must have assembled it in there. I don't remember it, but uh, it came in. And then one weekend, this uh, this this person departed LBC to go to wherever they went to. I can't remember where it was. And uh, I came in on the Monday morning, and I could hear this talking. I could hear talking. Where's that coming from? I somebody's left the radio on. The meat safe. The door was was open. And I'm in there, and one of the faders is up, and it turns out that the person who'd just been dropped had dialed NASA and put the uh, put all their space output on a, on online. We we have been connected to NASA since apparently Friday night, listening to it. The bill came in. They went up the wall, up the wall. I can't tell you. It's terribly expensive. It was I think at the time we were doing the. The space race. <laughs> uh, 84850. Andy says, uh, Salvation Army do good work. The individuals are unlikely to care whether you're gay, but the official line is probably anti, like all religions. They don't seem to like it, do they? No, the, the, the official line isn't, isn't anti, Andy. The official line is not anti. It's completely the opposite to what you're saying. Completely the opposite. So what they're saying is there are people within the Salvation Army who might hold different views, which means they'd be anti. But but the, the party line is that they're not, anti, Yes. And they'd rather that, that you kept your views to yourself. So it's no good going, I'm so excited we're going to be playing Christmas carols again. And uh, I'm going, I've am i got my tambourine with me and my triangle. <laughs> That's not going to go down too well. Went to get a haircut, Steve. Uh, one Sunday a few years ago. And of course, couldn't find many places open. Could you want to come down to London? Normal day. Sunday, normal day. Uh, but I found a place I hadn't uh, seen or been to before, went in, sat down to have my hair cut uh, before looking around the signs offering massage. Noticed the foreign girl cutting the hair was dressed somewhat strangely for a hairdresser. I suddenly realised I was sitting in a brothel. Oh, pop-up brothel. I've never heard of a pop-up brothel. Well, I suppose that would be the ultimate end, wouldn't it? Uh, but uh, how about an old thing, isn't it? World's oldest profession, they keep telling me. It's the world's oldest profession. I keep going, oh, lovely. (laughs) That's very good indeed. But uh, luckily I got out before the police raided the place and the haircut was rubbish. I helped a colleague on a psychiatric ward once. Uh, We had to gently calm down an agitated patient. We had a cup of tea. She said to me, thank you for helping me. You know what those gays are like. I said, yes, I am. One of them myself. It was a painful moment, but we became great friends. She was in the Sally Army. Sometimes people are just a bit thick instead of nasty, says John. I think it's just that people, people have a fear of something they don't know, don't they? But, I mean, I was going to say, you know, you should cultivate a gay best friend. Because when you go away on holiday, you'll have a quiche in the oven. They'll hoover, decorate, probably make some new curtains and things like that, which is very nice. So always And, of course, if you marry a transvestite, you're going to double your wardrobe. So um, there's always there's advantages and plus points all over the place but you get some people they're just a bit old fashioned. You probably find that family in America are very anti gay as well. Although you probably find most of them are gay, they look as though they were. I was watching the posh porn the other day, which is the pawn shop in wherever it is, where the, where the father looks like he's wandered in off the streets. But uh, you get people coming in there. I think they must be set up. This woman comes up to the counter. And she looks at the girl behind the counter, whose father owns the business, so they're all in it together. And she says, I want $800 for that. Go get me my $800. Because they always say to you, you know, what what, what would you like to do? Do you want to pawn it? Or do you want to sell it? And they've got tons of rubbish out the back. I mean, tons of rubbish. They need to buy a warehouse to move it all into it. And, um... And so she says, I want $800 because my boyfriend's in in prison and all this kind of... So she goes through this charade and then she starts shouting at this poor girl behind the counter. And the girl goes, I don't want to buy it. Thank you. Goodbye. And so she goes, I want $800. You go to the counter. You go get me my $800. She says, I'm not buying it. It's as simple as that. And so in the end, she's escorted off the premises. But all the time, they're doing, don't touch me. Don't touch me. And you think, well, you know, where you got this thing from? And it wasn't very good quality anyway. And then two blokes come in shouting the odds as well and they've got a couple of they look like they were nicked garden implements they didn't look like they'd ever done gardening in their life and they also wanted money anyway I'm not interested and they start they start shouting the odds and you know that all these people have got drug problems and that's what they do they'll either go and nick something or failing that they'll they'll sort of you know borrow it from somebody then go and pawn it to get some money it's amazing that the prices are very low very very low re-phoning director inquiries says Linda not everyone has a home computer oh Linda don't be so silly everybody's got a computer god where are you from I've got ten year olds with computers don't be so ridiculous also do you have a telephone yes, of course you have because you've sent a text can't you go on to that dear me don't, don't come up with excuses Linda it makes you sound silly it's, it's proper anybody you know not everybody's got a computer have you heard of a computer shop have you heard of going in there? Have you heard of a telephone? I can I can sort of, you know, just go on to here and I can find out everything. I can put your number in here. It'll tell me everything. That's how it works. All this excuse about not everybody's got a home computer. Most people have got home computers. Most people. Uh, my friend Christopher says, I cannot believe it's Thursday already. You and me together. He says, this week is flying by. The year has flown by. It, it's just phenomenal. It really is. And um, it says here, we once had the London Gay Men's Choir visit our radio station, an environment which was notoriously messy. By the time the guys left, not only had they treated us to a magnificent morning of singing, but they left the place spotless. See, you can always rely on people like that, Christopher. That's I, I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. And um, but you're right, we are whizzing through. this. I mean, we're going to be... Is it Saturday is the first? Saturday's the first, and then you've got 25 days? <gasps> Have you done all the, the shopping? You've done all the Christmas shopping, ordered the food? done stuff like that? I bet Phil Vickery's very ordered. I bet he's actually everything is sorted out completely. Whereas I'm hoping that all my lot are sorted out. They always are, actually. they always are. But uh, the very idea. I love the idea of inviting a choir round for Christmas. I think that's a brilliant idea. We did have some rugby boys singing to us the other uh, couple of years ago now. Well, probably more than a couple of years ago, and that was and that was lovely. They came and sang in our hallway, because one of the girls won a competition. Sweet, isn't it? they come and sing to you. They'll have to tell you they weren't very good singers. They're rugby players, you know, butch, and uh, and all the rest of it. Anyway, we've got the news at five coming up. If you have just joined us, it's very nice to have your company this morning. Welcome to Thursday. Welcome to the 29th of November. X Factor finalist Anthony Russell's become more of an idiot than we thought he was in the first place. And uh, the sex pest cop sacked for misconduct. Conduct? When will they ever learn?
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, I like the idea that that snake vanished from the street like it was propping up a bar or something. And then somebody has got a white tail and the snake's going, oh, God, I'm on the news. I better go and quickly disguise the white tail. It made it sound as though it was just shopping or something like that. Do you have barber shops down London way with the old red and white striped cylinder outside denoting? Of course. You know what it was for, don't you? Because the barber used to be the local doctor and they would do bloodletting. And that's why. Of course, now it signifies you're going to be cut to pieces when they do a shave. Because uh, very few barbers offer, offer shaves. They, they do it in, in my my little barber, in Water Lane in Twickenham. Well, it's my little barber, right? it's the one that I use. But that was what the old-fashioned uh, stripy cylinder was. And they used to sell condoms. That's where people used to get condoms from. You'd go and the barber would say at the end of the haircut... Uh, Something for the weekend, sir. And you go, not been that lucky in years. <laughs> Very idea. But that's, that's where you used to get condoms from. I don't know why I mentioned that this morning. Um, is Phil's fern pantoing? Uh, no, she's not. She's touring in... Oh, what's she touring in, Phil? Is she touring in Calendar Girls? I think she's touring Calendar Girls. And was it the London Irish Welsh Male Voice Choir? <laughs> Your predictive texting's getting worse and worse. I can't remember who they were. We had about six of them. There's a, there's a photograph somewhere of these people, and they came and sang, which I thought was quite brave, because one of one of the girls uh, where I live um, entered the competition, and she won. And the competition was to have, I think, six of these burly rugby players piled into our hall, so we had photographs taken. They they took some photographs, it was just a nice thing to do,
2: you know. she's good.
1: good. Anyway, nice to have you company. If you joined us, welcome along, Stephen Doncaster. Says, as the temperature is dropping, my outside job requires me to wear warmer clothing. The wife says, good pair of tights under the trousers. Yes. You find loads of people who work markets wear tights, women's tights, under their trousers to keep your legs warm. Because otherwise you will freeze to death. Freeze to death. He says, to me it's just a piece of clothing. How do I handle the comments from my work colleagues? Are you getting changed in front of them? Could you not sort of nip into a cubicle and just pop them on? Nobody's going to notice. They don't notice. But no, tights, definitely. Definitely. He says, when will this stigma be removed when a woman can wear what she likes but a man can't? Well, it's because you're wearing her her clothing. If, of course, you then said I'd quite like to wear her knickers, then we would have a different problem completely. It's fine as long as you're in Doncaster and don't come down to London.
2: Okay, that's that's it. Because otherwise, you know, you can't do that.
1: Talking of dislocating jaws, my clicky jaw has stopped clicking. It's stopped clicking. It's painful and sometimes gets stuck. Oh, I've never heard of that. What's a clicky jaw? Is that, I don't know what it is. What's a clicky jaw? But uh, they may be giving me Botox to release it. And I hope to look 10 years younger. Oh, I don't know. Do you think, I mean, oh, do you think Botox really works? I know that the reason I ask is because I would love to have Botox. Not because I think I'm getting old-looking, but I, I quite fancy the idea of just seeing what it would look like, and then sort of waiting till it gets back to how how it used to be. Steve, I had a friend that depended on the Salvation Army for a while. She's now doing amazing, fully qualified midwife. However, upon going with her to a Salvation Army gathering uh, once for supper, they're very they're very vulnerable people. Uh, very sort of believe what we believe. Oh, well, of course. Otherwise, you're not going to. You're not going to belong. It's like you know people who join a church. You're going there because you want what that church is offering. So it's 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 quite simple. It's doing what you want to do. That's what it is. It's doing what you want to do. People have said to me, "Oh, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. It's too expensive." And I said, "Yeah, but then if you save up for something, that that makes it worthwhile. Why don't you start a new thing next year? Why don't you join a Christmas club?" Probably find a local butcher shop, if you, if you luck, luckily you have to have something like that, uh, who will save money for you. And every time you've got a little bit of extra, pound here, pound there, put it in. By Christmas, you've got the money. And they can do all the tinned fruit. A lot of butcher shops do all sorts of, of things now. Uh, Kitty, up early in a lot of pain. The show is great. Can't tell you what great company you are at this time of the morning. Listening to you with a coffee and a homemade cake. <coughs> homemade cake. That sounds quite nice, doesn't it? I could eat homemade cake. As for snakes in general, couldn't and wouldn't touch them. Uh, Nor the Salvation Army. Get more than you bargained for. Rock on. I'm cracking up here listening to you. Piece of cake at this time of the morning. Is that... Can you eat... I haven't had a piece of cake for ages. I was going to bring in some cakes for the team, but I thought, no. (laughs) You know, you think about... Well, because there's no point, is there? It means I'll have to bring them in here. They would be from Patisserie Valerie. Four cakes, £11. I mean, the, the trouble is, you know, it's like flaky pastry and cream all over your face and all the rest of it. It would get too messy. You know, and other people have got to come and use this student, Nick Abbott. It's always left dreadful by Nick Abbott. I don't know what he does half the time in here. He's terrible. He's such a messy person. Botox, go for it, says my friend Christopher. He says, loads of the mums at school have it. Finally, this is what I can get you for Christmas. <laughs> I'd be too... Do you know, I, I talked about it before. I'd be too worried Having it in case, um, in case it went wrong. That's the only thing, that, seriously, that's the only thing that worries me. If, if I thought it was, in fact, my, my, my bank manager who looks after my accounts, she said, if you take any money out for Botox, I'm closing your accounts. Such a great relationship. Uh, Phil Vickery says, yes, she's in Liverpool till Saturday. That's where Fern is, by the way. She's in Liverpool till Saturday. Oh, I bet Christmas in their house is great. Although if you're really busy, which I suspect they both are most of the time and they've got, you know, biggish family, you know, you've got to get the presents, you've got to get oh, there's just so much to do, isn't there? So much But I love that. When, when we were off school when we were when we were kids, when we were little people, and we had the school holidays, it was you could go playing and then you went to bed at night thinking it's getting ever closer to Christmas. Ever closer. Now they break up, I think, the Friday before Christmas. I don't even know what day of the week Christmas is. Monday, isn't it, or something? I think we did actually check the other day. Uh the why is it people do this? This sex pest policeman. The only reason I mention it is because he had lewd behaviour. He asked female officers for sexual favours and groped them. I mean, I, I mean, how did he ever get to be a copper? How did he ever? The, all the ones I see on the television, they're doing a job. They don't have time for messing around like this. One of the three women who complained... I mean, I can't even describe what he did to her, but uh, not very pleasant... Uh, she told the hearing, if I challenged him, he said, I couldn't accept banter. He was once axed from a firearms team, having his gun stolen whilst asleep on the job. He didn't attend the hearing, but denied any wrongdoing. They found most of the 31 allegations proven, and he was sacked. Uh, also, he was given a final written warning for turning a blind eye to this, this behaviour. So PC Lee Harrison, who asked, I mean, what did they teach you? At police training school. Certainly not that. I mean, you should know more than anybody. But uh, it appears appears not, doesn't it, really? Uh, Here we go. Why is it... Where was that helicopter that came down? Was that Leicester City? That was Leicester City. And so William goes up there yesterday, obviously deciding they need to go and do something, because otherwise it's all Harry. And who does he meet? Jamie Vardy. who, Who just plays for Leicester. He's not the captain, is he? What are they picturing me with Jamie Vardy for? Can't they pick somebody else up there? Why does it have to be dreary old Jamie Vardy? Oh, right. The owner of died went to their wedding. We probably went to everybody else's wedding. Actually. Who is the captain of Leicester? Do you know? There you go. Today's quiz question. Who is the captain of Brent Morgan? Wes Morgan. Oh, right. Wes Morgan. Woo! Very exciting. Do you realise I've never been to a rugby game and I've never been to a football match? I've never been to anything like that. I've never, I've never dived off a board into water, obviously into water, hardly into concrete, hardly into the concrete. Gary and Hitchin says a boa constrictor on the loose. But every in the local area have rushed to their bathrooms to put the toilet seats down. Snakes often head for toilets. Well, they do, but of course the strength that they have is that they could just lift that lid up and just slide out. Once they've got their head out, they just slide. So you know, unless you put a weight on the top of it, whoo, scary, scary. I don't want to worry you if you live in a basement flat, but rats as well. Because the only water in your toilet is in the U-Bend, and so it's no hardship for rats. They could swim underwater. I got a new direction quite late in life and needed to communicate better, as I knew tragically zilch about the celebrity reality soap stuff and just about everything about Brexit, says Mary. I have to say I'm extremely grateful for your succinct analysis of the zeitgeist. Thank you. (laughs) And here's a couple. You might hate them. I think they're quite sweet, but I think they're, you know... They won £18 million pounds on the lottery. They've lived in their home for 57 years. They're having it done up a little bit, so they've got to skip in there. And they've been staying in a cheapo hotel while it's being done. 66 quid a night. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that sweet? That um, that they don't want to move. They said, "What? Well, why would they want to? I mean, they're actually quite elderly. I think he's... 87 and she's 83. They look amazing. He looks amazing for 87, really. And they don't want to. They're just going to renovate it. They've got two daughters. And uh, they're going to be very happy because Mummy and Daddy are going to leave them quite a bit of money at the end of it, depending on what, what they do. Simon and George say, a year ago, one of your greatest admirers died, Mary Passmore, age 95, one of LBC's first listeners, always loved the show. No idea if she's listening now, but I miss her dreadfully. And uh, the very specialised sense of humour. There you go. Mary Passmore. 95. Crikey. A year ago she died. I think 95 is a blooming good innings. Don't you? Mind you, I, if, if I ever get anywhere near it, I'll be eternally grateful. I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't think. Some days you sit down and you think, oh, I'm going to be found sitting on the settee in my pants with a with a takeaway Chinese between my legs. Not the first time. Uh, Christopher Biggins has gone to from Biggins to Smallins. Smallins because he has shed more than a stone after constantly going to funerals forced him to contemplate his own mortality. And so he'll have to get all his clothes remade, everything, you know, Biggins, who, can. I mean, I don't know, every time I see him, he always looks immaculate. Seriously. And he's always he's always very charming, as you know, big, big fan, big, big fan. Uh, Halloween may be out of the way for the year, but Catherine Tildesley, good God, she's not still banging on about her career, is she? She's taken up Kim Kardashian's favourite beauty treatment, the vampire facial, I'm sorry, dear, it's it's finished for you, hasn't it? There's obviously no work on the horizon. And uh, she's had this blood injected back into her face for around 400 quid. And then she's mentioned where the company she gets it done, so I'm assuming big discount. That's all these people do it for now, don't they? Meghan Markle... My God, the papers have turned against her. They're not liking her now. Isn't that funny? One minute they loved her, and, you know, it was Meghan this, Meghan that. The moment it was hinted... That she might have fallen out with with Catherine, and then immediately the papers are going, "Oh, which one are you on, Team Megan, or Team Catherine?" Well, to be honest, it's got to be Team Catherine, has not it? She's British, she's ours. Megan, actress. I mean, what are you, Team Megan, or are Ti- Team Megan? Yeah, you probably would be Team Megan. Wow, that's interesting, isn't it? What are you? She? Oh, right. She'd have focused neither. Oh, right. I can understand that. I don't think she's bothered about the royal family, is she, Sheila? And you're in the same camp? What, well, the same camp as Sheila? Well, where is this camp? I've not seen it. Which floor is that on? Don't tell me there's a floor with a camp on in the building. I'll be the last one to know about things like that.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: So, ferry cross the Mersey... Oh, this land I love that song. Do you know, every time you, you hear it, I've I've never been on a ferry across the Mersey. I've never been on anything like that. But every time you heard uh Jerry Marsden singing it with Jerry and the pacemakers, it just seemed to work. It, you know, for people who lived up there, it's like having that great piece of history. That's where that's where the pop, as far as I was concerned, started from. More bands came out of Liverpool than than anywhere else. And then, of course, and I didn't know that when they did this song, Walk I didn't realise it came from a musical. I had no rain. idea. I just thought it was a nice song. Walk
0: for the rain, for your
1: dreams be is this the one that they, they did for Hillsborough? This is for Hillsborough. The Liverpool anthem. It's got all the people. It's quite sad actually, isn't it really? They're all miming. All these people miming along to this song, but it's Jerry who's singing it. Isn't that lovely. I've, I've, I haven't seen this before. This is very emotional. All these. Oh dear me! Very good, isn't it?
0: Very good. You'll You know, people are
1: very passionate about football. I've never quite got it. And because I've never been to football. But when you see this, you've got all sorts of ordinary people. it's filmed in black and white, actually, which adds to it. And then with, with Jerry's singing over the top of it, of the original version of the song, and they're all miming along to it. How nice is that? How good is that? What a lovely version of You'll Never Walk Alone. How lovely. But uh, he's hanging up his hat. Because after 30 years, uh, they don't do the Liverpool anthem anymore. And he used to come back to the, uh, to the stadium to sing it. He lives over in Spain. He's in good health but uh he's he's decided he wants to finish touring at the age of 76 he's been married to his lovely wife Pauline for 53 years they've got two daughters and he wants to have a bit of him time a bit of quality time and you can understand that can't you really and so he thanked all the fans on the uh on his uh, on his website they were also i think the first band to have the first three singles reach the top of the charts which was how do you do what you do to me uh, and then i like it And You'll Never Walk Alone, which became an anthem, as you know, for Liverpool FC. Uh, The band itself uh, split in 1966, but but reformed in 1974. Then they carried on touring. And um, I think he's had a triple heart bypass, which uh, I've never had. I've got stents, but I don't have a triple heart bypass, bypass. And the last time they performed together was in Portsmouth in March. I bet Noreen's seen them. Noreen's bound to have seen them. She's seen every, every one of these groups. She can tell you the history. Chapter and verse. Uh, Christine says, Team Meghan, Steve. Team Megan. She's a total breath of fresh air. The media should not be making it a competition between Megan and Kate. They're different people. Kate will be queen one day and has to live a different life. Yes. Yes, I agree with you. But it's the trouble is, you know what the press are like. And also, you know what Buckingham Palace is like. And... Um, you know, that's where I think it might actually all go a little bit, a little bit pear-shaped. Uh, why does uh, what's her face from Corrie copying Kim Kardashian, other than the payment from the salon promotion with that rubbish, the plastering of a load of makeup on? I don't know. People like to put lots of makeup on nowadays, don't they? Bearing in mind, I think you'll find in in Corrie, it's it's that's what they are. They're, they're they're playing characters. Mike says, when the heating's up high, I like to sit on the sofa in just my pants too. Listen to Steve Allen with a cuppa and a bag of mixed nuts. Well, there you go. Uh, my barber said something for the weekend, sir. I said, yes, please. Sold me a lawnmower. Thank you. I regularly took, says Dorothy, the ferry across the Mersey on my way to New Brighton. Oh, how nice. It still runs, doesn't it? I just think there's all that sort of water and, and then there's that, that song. And uh, you want to see the video, go go and check it out YouTube, you'll love it. Morning from Fuerteventura, Steve. It's lovely being able to hear you live in the Canaries, where the time is the same as the UK. It's in the mid-70s here, which is just right. And I've done a first and come away on my own, which is so far fine and quite liberating. I developed some sort of weird rash following a hip replacement in June, and it's had quite a devastating effect. And I've had a gay best friend forever, GBFF. For well over 20 years now, and it's brilliant to have a chum to go to the cinema and the theatre with, which my partner Don doesn't usually want to do. Looks like you had a, a lovely lunch the other Friday. It was a lovely lunch, actually. We had a very, very nice lunch. A very, very nice lunch. Always lovely at uh, at Little Italy. As you know, Jan, who's currently in the Canaries but, uh she says, uh, I was sad not to be able to join you all. The lovelies have been so supportive and kind to me this last six months, and to think I've only met them through listening to you. I used to say that to people. People used to come to the shows when we did the, uh, the one-man show, which we're doing again on the 6th of January, I think it is. And I said, the one thing you've all got in common is you all listen to LBC. Everybody listens to LBC. Everybody's got comment on, on LBC, which I quite like. I like the idea that people have got something in common. People know more about it than I do. I'm always the last person who knows about things. People say so and so, so and so, so and so, and I go really. I've become quite quite animated. 25 minutes past uh, past five, racing through this this time. I can't believe this this week has whizzed. I can't find the paper. The uh, the time has whizzed through so much. Uh, So on the front page of the uh, of the papers today, the Sun. Are running with house prices to crash 30%. The pound worth less than the dollar. But Brexiteers rap hysteria. Uh, hole in a day's work. The stars down under diary. It just means you're modelling things and they take her picture every day. But why should she care? They're paying a fortune. Paying a fortune. The uh, the truth about Kate versus Meghan. See, the trouble is Meghan comes from... You know, she's had a little bit of fame. little bit of fame as somebody who is in suits. But... You know, um, you know but, but truthfully, you're in the royal family. They don't, they don't play those games. There is a pecking order. You can't just go into Christmas. As I explained yesterday, she, will get a phone, she won't get the phone call. Harry gets the phone call, and, uh, or failing that one of their staff. And it'll come from Buckingham Palace, and they'll be telling you what time you turn up for Christmas. It's as simple as that. You'll turn up at this time because you're this person in the pecking order. They know that's how it works. You, you certainly don't turn up after the Queen and Prince Philip. Uh, more food in Iceland. Oh, you won't believe what they've got. They've got an ice cream corn. It looks like a, a 99. Only it's got mince pie ice cream in it. And they've got four for pound fifty. That sounds like a bargain today. That sounds like a bargain. And they've got loads of party food. Party food is so popular. I wonder if Marks and Spencer are going to do those, those little shrimp things whatever they are prawns on those things with a bit of sauce I do hope so they did them last year I'd hate to think they weren't doing them and then I kept thinking not even in December are we you've got to wait till Saturday before that stuff comes around uh, I've watched one minute of Swash, Moffat and somebody else and I'm a Celeb too. that was enough says Dave I know I mean Moffat because she can barely string two words together Swash because he's like a bit gore blimey and you know he passed his sell by date years ago and somebody else who we've never heard of don't even know who they are why does it take three people why does it take three people Dreadful. Christine says, TV, sorry, LBC repairman out yesterday to fix the drawer on my washing machine because it wouldn't dispense liquid. It was fixed. And I said bye and started washing the machine. Lovely. When it finished, the door jammed and it now won't open. Oh, you know what it is. You know why why the door's jammed? It's because it's not drained. And the fact it's not drained could be something as simple as a coin which has fallen into the pipe. And that acts as like a little hinge. And it stops it. It's such a pain. It really is not very good at all. Uh, What have we got? We've got 27 minutes past five. That's all right. Uh, There's a mum of three here. Cosmetic surgery horror. She died of a blood clot 17 days after getting a tummy tuck and boob job from a firm that advertises during Love Island. Um, uh, Because, I mean, are all the people on Love Island? They've got picture all these people. They weren't. They weren't from this particular clinic. Despite the family history of blood clots in her GP note, she was allegedly sent home without any blood thinners, which is not very good. A little over two weeks after her £11,000 ops, she collapsed at home, struggling to take breath. Taken to hospital, but died of a pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot, as you know, in one of the blood vessels in her lungs. And her mother's fighting it. She said, I want justice for her. She wasn't a vain person, but... um, and she says, I know for a fact Louise had no blood thinners, which she should have done. If you're having something like that done, I've been on blood thinners before. Loads of other people have done them as well. Uh, also, McDonald's is better run than the NHS. So claims the health secretary. Matt Hancock wants health chiefs to follow the restaurant's lead in offering more training. Oh, right. It's not the food then or anything like that. Because I thought the food at the NHS was great. I didn't have any problem with the food. I thought it was really lovely. Uh, very nice indeed. <laughs> Love the idea, my friend Christopher goes, Botox, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Mel B making a bold fashion statement in a silver sequin dress. I'm not sorry. I'm not for sale. I'm not for reproduction. I mean, I don't quite know what that means. He's not happy with the book. This is uh, her ex, Stephen Belafonte. And uh, she uh, she launched her book. I mean, she's been on every programme. Under the Sun, I think. I, mean, I, th- I don't know if she's been on LBC. Has anybody had Mel B in? for the for the book I don't think so perhaps she wasn't uh, wasn't offered actually uh, Elton John cancelled a sold out US concert on his farewell tour because of an ear infection oh lummy and uh, the cocaine kingpin this is drug lord Joachim El Chapo Guzman had so much money at the height of his cocaine empire he had his own zoo oh loads of people have got their own zoo loads of people this one had tigers lions panthers and deer with Guzman going round it on a little train but that's, that's what happens. I mean, his cartel got £390 million pounds worth of Colombian cocaine a year into America, stuffed in pickled peppers. Well, it's not that Peter Piper, is it? <laughs> Guzman's facing life in jail for running a criminal enterprise. But that's what... You know, they said he dined in the best restaurants. What do you think he's going to dine in? The local corner shop or something? He's got all that money coming in. Um, how can Kate and I be more like sisters writes a fake letter from, from Meghan to dear Deirdre, writing in The Sun. They say Kate is desperate not to put a foot wrong, dresses down and barely says a word. Critics say she doesn't do enough. Meghan, forceful, opinionated, oceans apart from the reserved sister-in-law. Harry's angry at no red carpet treatment. Um, well, you just have to learn. Harry's got a bit of a temper on him as well, as we know. Whereas, William, you don't see that, do you? So perhaps it was uh, just the right way round, I think. I told you the other day there was an advert running. It ran in uh, quite a number of papers. They were coming up with toys for Christmas. And I'll tell you why. It was very apropos what I said, because we've had a disaster.
0: And it's with a hoverboard. You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Three days ago, we were going through the newspapers, as we do in the morning. And a couple of newspapers had ideas for gifts inside. And I was going through the gifts, and some of them were quite expensive. And one of them was a hoverboard. Now, we've seen these before, and I can remember doing the story on LBC when numerous hoverboards that had been bought in markets and all over the place had burst into flames. They're made under conditions that you really... If you saw them being made, you probably wouldn't want to buy one ever again. But I thought they were banned, and apparently they are banned. You can buy it, but you can only use it on your own property. You can't use it out on the street, out on the pavement, out on the main road. The police are supposed to be arresting people, but we've got a couple around our way who've been using them. Anyway, I said these things are dangerous. They're very, very dangerous. We used to mess around with one in here, one of our sister stations had one, and and people used it. But I've not seen it for ages and ages and ages. So here's a mum called Stacey Caudry, who uh, says a faulty hoverboard, of which there are many, of which there are many, uh, exploded in the boot of her car. She'd bought it, from Argos for £149, which, is, you know, presents go. That's quite expensive, isn't it? Seconds later, flames burst through the back seat of the VW Golf. She said, I pulled over and jumped out of the car. Uh, there was nothing else in the boot that could have caught fire. The hoverboard must have been faulty, otherwise it wouldn't have caught fire. Now, nothing left of the car, she says. Uh, also lost were uh, a new Samsung phone and vouchers, which were in her back. Oh, that was lucky, wasn't it? She's managed to find a phone and vouchers so far. But uh, she'd bought it for her son's 11th birthday. Got 150 quid's worth of something for an 11-year-old, but anyway. Uh, the kids uh, now have no Christmas presents. we we'll come and buy something else, dear. I mean, surely, if you've got that much money to waste, you know, don't, don't, don't plead poverty, for goodness sake. An Argos spokesman said, we've received no other complaints. The maker's zinc said, all our balls are tested to the UL standard. We're working with Miss uh, Cordray to investigate the incident. Because it might be a fault there, it could be a fault with something. We don't know. We have no idea. But she left it in the boot and um, she's lost loads of other things. How you lose a phone, I've got no idea. Do you not keep phones with you? If you're sitting in a car, the phone is with you. Why would your phone be in the boot? You know, she said she got out of the car really, really quickly. And that was it as the flame sort of ripped through. But uh, you should be careful with these things. You know, there could be, you know, it's rechargeable battery. All sorts of things can happen. You don't know what these circumstances are, do we? Uh, We see that Chloe Ayling, this was the model that nobody believed a word from. She came back and, oh, I've been kidnapped and done this. And we all went, no, nobody believed her. But anyway, uh, she signed up to do live video chats on an adult TV network. Bit of a tragic waste, but there you go. She appeared on Big Brother. She didn't contribute anything to it. And uh, she's also been given the boot by her management agency. I mean to be honest with you, with somebody like that, they don't need a management agency. Just need a diary. I saw Jerry Marsden at Chatham. Says Stan with P.J. Proby, fantastic. Yes, and Ferry Cross the Mersey. Says Ian is a clever and beautiful song. Starts with two haunting verse lines and explodes into a into a superb chorus. It offers a powerful sense of belonging. His voice, piercingly accurate, well worth a play on your music system to capture those first two haunting lines. You remember this little bit? All together now, life. Ready? Here we go. Life goes on day after day. It's got a most unusual voice, hasn't it? It couldn't be anybody else singing this but Jerry Marsden. Oh, Just in case you think we're do- he's given up touring, he's going to spend time. And uh, and then the title of the song is...
0: So fairy, cross
1: the Mersey. What do you think about it? got rain. strings on this. This is the 60s. You know, it's so sophisticated, and people obviously in Liverpool are terribly proud of their ferry system and the fact it takes you backwards and forwards, but uh, I just think it's lovely, I love all of those sort of songs, something about the 60s, God I'm old, God I'm getting to that stage now, I've started, I've started reminiscing, not very good at all. Uh, Mike says, I'm not in Team Kate or Team Megan, but Team Republic, oh Lord, oh, you sure? You sure you want to be Team Republic? I'm not sure about Team Republic. But uh, we'll have have to wait and see. Uh, Anybody looking for party food and likes Chinese, go to your local Chinese shop. I got 50 mini vegetable spring rolls for £2.80. Says Chris. Well, that sounds good. I like the little mini spring rolls. Don't you? I like those a lot. I think they're quite good. Because it's just a a bite, isn't it? And, uh, And it's lovely. Guinevere says, waking up with your show fills the room with a lovely warm glow akin to a summer sunrise. Stop it. Stop it. It doesn't fill it with a sunrise at all. It really doesn't. But um, we've got to uh, get up shortly to give young niece Melissa to Twyford Station to catch early train to her teaching. How lovely. That sounds quite nice, doesn't it? Oh, look, Victoria Beckham. Another day, another picture of Victoria and another one of those ghastly outfits. This time, the ridiculous sleeves on this jumper, which cover her hands. This is fashion, is it? I think this is the Emperor's new clothes, dear. Let's take the mickey out of everybody. And uh, she reckons that these, uh, these new red trousers... Um, because they're sort of, again, very badly fitted, uh, she says it makes her look taller. Sadly not, dear. Sadly not. 840 quid. So for all you people on council estates, not really for you, is it? Not really for you. It's the sleeves on it. It's so ridiculous. I've never seen anything so stupid in my life. She so has got sleeves where you can't see her hands. That's not fashion. That's called badly made. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense at all. It really doesn't, but never mind. Uh, Cheryl, not setting the world alight with anything, actually, at the moment, but now she's... She's sort of gone so far round the bend, she's completely lost all sense of everything. So she had a haircut where she looked ridiculous. And so then she sticks the extensions back in again. And now she's found a company to do it for her. And she's promoting them. But, of course, the people I've had before, Lauren Poppy, Megan McKenna and Charlotte Crosby. Very low rent. Very low rent tie-up. Not really the sort of thing at all for Cheryl. But say uh, she knows best, of course. She knows best. We could have told her the moment she brought out the um, the record. Please don't bother. Please don't bother. Uh what have we got here? Gifts with a personal touch? Do you know marmalade? I haven't had marmalade for donkeys years. I think it's mainly sugar, isn't it? Sugar and oranges and things like that. So I'm obviously not likely to be able to um to eat marmalade anytime soon. Although I used to have lime marmalade. That was my absolute favourite. Absolute Two hours less snooze, or you'll lose your rag. Apparently if you if you lose sleep it makes you angry. No it doesn't. Sorry. It, uh, they, they think it does. I don't know why. I've, I mean, I've had lots. Of, I know if you have too much sleep, that's really bad for you, because you sort of you get sort of over. It's 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 good to be a little bit tired when you're working, which is in my job anyway. But in everybody else's job, it's completely different. It's only because I've got an unusual job. But uh, it, but, but they say it makes you angry if you have less sleep. Why? Why would that be? Why would that be? Uh, so now there's another video after the syrian refugee video that we saw now there's one of his sister being bullied as well just just totally inexcusable totally inexcusable it, it really is it's just not uh, not not good enough not good enough but they've got this um this uh uh money raising page it's over 100,000 I mean, pounds about yesterday it was 90,000 it's over 100,000 pounds now it's amazing and um they they arrived here to escape war-torn uh, war in Syria in 2016, so have anyone been here a couple of couple of years. That to the boy says, I I don't feel safe at school. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised he doesn't feel safe at school. The trouble is his parents hardly speak any English, so that doesn't help the situation either. But a neighbour said that um, he said of the alleged attacker who lives with his mum and sisters. And uh, I think they've, uh, they've had to move out because I think the, uh, the public backlash is not very good because this, this is just really wrong, 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 wrong. On so many levels, you know, if somebody's escaping from a war-torn situation and if somebody's trying to sort of start a new life and this sort of thing happens, you must think to yourself, why are we here? What are we doing here? But £100,000, that's come from all over the world, which is going to make a lot of difference. Changing school to make a lot of difference. When you think that uh, his sister suffered the same fate. It's obviously... And then it turns out there are various other people's names who've been thrown into the frame. Whatever it, uh, whatever it is, it's got to stop. And it stops here. Bad news. You've got two days left. What do you we mean we've got two days left, Steve? What have we got two days left for? Nobody, but nobody has claimed £76 million. We know where the ticket was bought... And uh, uh, the deadline to make the claim is December the 2nd. Camelot has the discretion to pay prizes for stolen, lost or destroyed lotto tickets only if the player has a, submitted a claim. So they say it was bought in Boston and Skegness area of Lincolnshire for the November the 2nd draw. Uh, they've got, you know, natural, they've got posters all over the place. Did you buy a ticket here? It could be you. Check it. Check it. 5, 15, 17, 37, 44, Lucky Stars, 7 and 11. So they say, check your bags, you know, down the back of the sofa. Because th- you might have pulled something out of your pocket and the ticket might have come out with it. In which case, they can't do anything about it. And you lose 76 million pounds. <laughs> can't believe it, can you? You can't believe it. And um, one here uh, is a gay rugby player. Oh, I tell you, I love these gay rugby players. There's so many of them, aren't there? Uh, this is one. His fight against deportation was boosted when he was freed from an immigration removal centre. This is a bloke who plays for Bristol Bisons. Faces being returned to Kenya, where homosexuality is illegal. And uh, the engineer was granted bail. I mean, we have had these stories before, haven't we, where they've said, oh, somebody's gay and so they can't deport them because they're going back to a country. Where, I can't believe that Kenya is so backward that it's, it's, you know, homosexuality is illegal. They had a thing the other day. It was two gay people in Iran, I think. They were beaten on their backs to the point of you need to go to hospital because they were gay. Whereas most of the, uh, most of the audience watching on obviously appear to be sadists. I've never seen anybody express so much interest. They were booing them and all this. And I'm thinking... I'm sorry, just because somebody's gay and they have to beat them. We've had all sorts of disasters, haven't we? Iran, not the place to go to. Definitely not. You're
0: listening to a podcast
1: from LBC. again, pretty Ten to six is uh, the time. Why is it? And it's been bothering me for years, says Michael. We have raspberry, strawberry, apricot, blackberry and blackcurrant jams. But when we make it out of oranges, we call it marmalade. Why? Um, different process? I don't know. You do get certain, there are special fruits, aren't there? Whereas you could probably make strawberry jam or raspberry jam out of any strawberries or raspberries or apricots and things like that. But if you're going to make marmalade, then you use Seville oranges. Or as I heard somebody call them the other day, Seville oranges. And, uh, and you do that. And also you're using the pith, aren't you? What? <sighs> Seville? I don't know. I somebody at the shop, have you got any Seville oranges? Uh, walnuts are very big at the moment. Walnuts are huge. But uh, I don't know why they call it marmalade. I've got—I don't even know where. <coughs> excuse me. The oranges uh, the origin of marmalade comes from. We always used to have it years ago, and uh, and then we had the lime, and I like the lime marmalade. But you're quite right. I don't know. I don't know why. Perhaps it's a different different process. I don't know. Something you may not know about jams: are the lack of sugar in them at the commercial level. Uh, In no time, if not careful, it has blue mould on it. Jams have to reach 65% sugar to have a lasting life. Homemade jam made properly can't be beaten. You'll have plenty of uh, fruit in it, making the commercial stuff in a different category by comparison. I don't suppose 65% sugar would suit you, Steve, says Ian. No, not really, no. I don't think I've hardly ever done jam. I've done lemon curd, but not recently, not for years and years and years. And I don't do Nutella or anything like that. Um yeah, no, Sugar and, and me do not mix at all well, I'm afraid. Uh, Ollie says, both Meghan and Kate are an asset to the royal family. Like you said, Kate has to be more reserved because of her position, while Meghan is more of a free spirit. The brothers have picked wives that suit their personality. Yes, but if you remember, Kate dumped William on a couple of occasions and then he had to go wooing her back again. But uh, th- there's no edge to him at all. Whereas Harry, you know, enjoys a good booze up. And uh, enjoys taking his clothes off and stuff like that. And I should imagine Meghan quite likes that. He's sort of the rough and tumble boy in the royal family. But he's never going to be king. Not in, not in my lifetime, I don't think. Uh, Mo says, uh, thank you for the burst of Jerry and the Pacemakers. My favourite group in the 60s. I was never a Beatles fan. Uh, yes, he did have a brother in the group. He did have a brother in the in the same group. What happened, I've, I've got no idea. He died 12, 12 years ago. Did he? Freddie died 12 years ago. Crikey, there you go. See the tr- how old was he? He can't have been very old, can he, really? If if Jerry's seventy eight now, so uh he must have been about perhaps he was a bit younger than we thought, actually. Freddie Marsden. Here we go, Ferry Marsden, sixty-six. There was something about Liverpool groups, wasn't it? They all dressed them up, they put their nice suits on and, and everything else, and they love it. He was the uh he was the drummer for the Mersey Beats as well. So he got loads of coverage, which is good. He was solidly at the, uh, at the music's heart, which is, uh, which is good. So I'm glad you liked the little burst that we had. First restaurant I've ever heard of, Frankie and Benny's. The first family restaurant to ban mobiles. What will kids do at the table? What will they do at the table? What, have, I, have a conversation? I don't think so. The food chain has made the move in a bid to get people off their devices and talking to each other. Customers going into the popular chain in December will be asked to hand in their phones. Before they start, they'll be stored in a no-phone zone box with kids eating free for customers willing to put the family first. Wow, it's quite a nice idea. So, what, you have to give them your telephone? I'm not keen on that idea. I see disasters on that one. But uh, the parenting expert, Susan Atkins, says, I'm delighted to see Frankie and Benny's so are leading the way by banning screens at the table. But that's what kids do. They're going to go mad. There's going to be riots. Children will be throwing things. That's what kids do. They sit there on their fa- if they didn't have their phone to look at. What would they? They'd be staring at the floor. They'd be bored witless. They only know how to operate with their with their telephones. So that's that's very worrying, isn't it? I mean, I like the idea. We used to have a pub near one of the buildings where we were in Hammersmith some years ago, and the landlord uh, over there, if somebody was caught using their phone in the pub, they got fined a pound. So if your phone rang and you answered it, you go pound. And they raise money for charity that way because so many people were using their their phones in the pub. And he said, no, this is a pub. You come in here to have a drink and a chat. You don't want to listen to people's conversations. It's like people on the train. You feel like turning it around and going, shut up. Do you need to make this phone call? Why don't you get off the train and go and make it somewhere else? I made marmalade this year, says Karen. Delicious. Maybe due to the f- four pounds of sugar in it. There's no chance. No chance. Naomi says, it really infuriates me when people... Um, lie to stay in other countries. I've got a lot of Kenyan friends who are openly gay in Kenya. Nobody bothers them. Really shameful for somebody. Kenya is not that backward. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what the what the rule is. Is it illegal over there? I don't know whether it's illegal in in Kenya to be gay. I mean, because there might be gay people. Although you know, I suppose having to mean to sort of prove it, I suppose, might be a little bit more more difficult. I don't know. I don't know what what. Uh... There must be different countries around the world where. It is illegal. Is it? It's illegal completely, or... Between, oh, right, between men. OK for women? You go to prison for five years. What a punishment. You're gay, and they lock you up with loads of other men for five years. Good grief. How cool is that? And there's bound to be other gay people in there as well. So you've kind of got your own gay club going on inside the prisons. Fantastic. I'm all in favour of that. Steve, I think marmalade is derived from Marie Antoinette being ill. Marie and Malade, French for sickness. I think it was made to make her feel better, says Holly. All right. And Fiona says, I was told it was named after Marie Antoinette and that her nanny had turned the oranges into a jam after she became sick of eating oranges. All right. Mind you, if you were sick of eating oranges, why would you want to eat marmalade? <laughs> it's not as exciting. I remember, says Malcolm, when Robertsons used to have golden shred with oranges and silver shred with lemons. <sighs> Ooh, uh, apparently marmalade originated in Portugal, Steve, means apple and melon jelly. Where did the oranges bit come in? Where did the oranges bit come in from? I mean, I, I can't... I can't remember the taste of it. We used to have thick-cut orange marmalade or thin-cut orange marmalade, but it was the, the lemon and lime from Roses, I think, which was, which was my favourite. My favourite. Uh, Gay and Ealing says, I took a trip to Liverpool recently, only two hours from Euston. Took an open-top bus to see the city. Very regenerated, and an hour on the Mersey Ferry, lunch and home. Great day out and worth doing, but needs more than a day to do the museums, the cathedrals and the art galleries. Always a great show, says Gay. Thank you. There she is, residing in Queen of the Suburbs. That's where Richard Robbins used to live. He used to live in Ealing. That's the uh, former LBC presenter who died uh, a short while ago. I often wondered what happened to him. He sort of... I think he retired years and years ago. I think he did painting and decorating and stuff like that. And that's what somebody told me... Oh, I can't remember the name of the presenter now. It was a presenter who used to be on LBC, and he does painting and decorating as well. Uh, snowflakes are getting rid of Christmas decorations. What are they putting in their place? Unicorns. What is it with unicorns? Have people gone mad for unicorns. Research from American Express claims that these sensitive youngsters believe that normal decorations hamper their self-expression. So... Some people have got um, mermaids and dolphins, which you hang on the tree. How ridiculous, honestly. Stupid people. The giftware store says, we've noticed a huge increase in sales of non-traditional Christmas decorations. Well, that's all right. I don't, I don't have a problem with people not wanting, you know, Christmas decorations. But, I mean, sorry, unicorns and mermaids. I don't think so. It's Christmas. What's that got to do with it? There was no mermaid mention in the... I've seen a Christmas carol. I've seen the, the whole nativity. We've got sheep, horse, donkey, baby Jesus, manger, Mary Joseph, a couple of servants from the place they were staying at, and then the wise men, and then a few shepherds with their sheep. God, it must have stunk to high heaven. K- Kerm- well, no, Kermit the Frog, you said, see- I'm sorry, I think the Muppets hijacked Christmas, you know, with Michael Caine. They did. And have you ever seen that film, The Muppet Christmas Carol? You watch it every Christmas. Oh, let's go! There you go. We got a big, big thumbs up on that one. Do you all sit round as a family, or they just lock you in your bedroom as usual? Click that door key goes. They go. Will we have it? Really? All of you sit down and watch it. Oh, that's so lovely. I'm feeling ill. And um, yes, we're going to watch the. D- we're going to mother. We're going to put the DVD machine on. Every crowds into the sitting room, you know, and they say, and, and then the lights dim slowly. Because they've run out of a shilling in the meter, and and and, and 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 Thomas goes, I'm going to be Tiny Tim. God bless us, everyone. And the, 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 the television bursts into life in the corner, and they're lucky because they, they've actually got, I think it was one of the first ones that they've got up there, so it's black and white. So they haven't seen colour, and sometimes Thomas, playing Tiny Tim, gets some colours in on the screen, and then they can watch colour television. And, that's right. and they all sit down and watch it, and they go, and they sing a song. The the songs that go with the Muppet Christmas Carol, and then and then his his mother goes and we're going to have, we're going to have, Christmas lunch very shortly, and and Thomas goes I'm going to get the Christmas crackers, and he staggers in with the Christmas crackers, which is so big because there's thirteen of them, and they all get a Christmas cracker, and then he puts the hat on, and there's bangs going off all over the place, and trying to read all the little snaps and try to work out what the free gift is, and then he puts the little paper hat on, and he sits at the table, and then the, the paper hat falls over his mouth. And everybody laughs, but they had a nice time. Uh, Helen Shapiro had a childhood band with Mark Feld, who became Mark Bolan. The group was called Susie and the Hula Hoops, says <laughs> Gem Gem. Susie and the Hula Hoops. I've never heard anything like it. You're
0: listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, a very nice to be company. It's Thursday morning, it's the 29th of November, which means you've got one more day. And then, then we start on the 1st of December. Then we start on the, uh, I was going to say the run-up, I think it's the run-down to, uh, to Christmas, because it's, it's going to go so fast you're going to be going, I've never done everything. make Do a list. Check it twice. Find out who's naughty and nice. And then Father Christmas will, will come to town. Uh, 84850, stevedlbc.co.uk Apparently, John says, I had a La Belle cocktail at Joe Allen's made with orange marmalade, vodka and orange bitters. Does it count as one of your five a day? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. if It's got the word fruit in it, so you can eat ice cream. You can eat anything like that, as long as it's got a fruit, even if it's just a letter of a piece of fruit. So, for example, if it's got an S in strawberry and there's an S in one of the things, that's part of your five-a-day, Okay. Marmalade, says Winnie, was discovered in Peru by Paddington Bear. Honestly, Steve, fancy not knowing that. Oh, dear. And John says marmalade is the German word for jam. Is it? It's one of them. They have quite a number of different words. Apparently, the word marmalade came from a chicken farm where two chicks walked into the coop and laying on the straw were two eggs and an orange one. The chick said to the other, look at the great orange mama laid. Oh, really, ban him immediately. We can't have things like that. That's dreadful. That's not, e- that's not even worthy of, uh, worthy of Christmas cracker stuff. Ridiculous. And I do like a Christmas cracker, as you can tell. I remember there was a problem with faulty hoverboards in the past, says Grace. I know. I've told people about them. These batteries can burn... And then they set fire to themselves. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. I went to Oxford Street yesterday. They decorated one of Debenham's small Christmas trees with pom-poms and mini balls, which was nice. Oh. That's quite nice, isn't it? There have been some horrendous trees in the papers. If people are ditching traditional stuff, which, of course, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, nothing short of heresy, uh, you know, you can't have mermaids and stuff like that hanging on the tree. That's just ridiculous. That's taken away the whole, the whole thing, about Christmas and the fact that it's pagan and the fact that it's sort of green. and st- Not, I mean, mermaids and things like that. But I do remember there was a, a problem. Uh, I did manage to get the flu vaccine in boots and enjoyed fish and chips in Debenham, says Grace. See, there's a day out. There's a day out. I like things like that. I might do something interesting today. I don't know what, because I'm not using the car. So it's got to be somewhere that I can get to, locally. I get to locally. I might go shopping in Richmond or something like that. I'm definitely going to have a bacon roll this morning. There's, there's no two ways about it. Met lots of celebrities in my work over the decades, says Steph. Only time I lost it was when I met Jerry Marsden in the 90s. Stood there like an idiot saying, hello, it's lovely to meet you in a soppy voice. God, it makes me cringe. <laughs> I did the same to a very, very well-known Hollywood actor who was appearing down at... Well, he wasn't appearing. He, was, he just went down for a drink to heaven. And I went in there to see... Who was I going to see? Was it Alan Dodgen or something? It might, might have been. Uh, or Paul Savory. And I got drunk. One of those rare occasions, right, I had a few sherbets, and, and, and Paul introduced me to this famous Hollywood actor. And he said, Oh, Steve, this is so and so, so and so. And all I said was, Welcome to London. <laughs> that was it. And then I sort of slowly sort of turned round and just sort of collapsed onto a settee. Welcome to London. What a thing to say, honestly. I don't know if I could remember who the celebrity was, it might be a lot easier. Uh, I was made up, says Ian. That's a, that's a northern expression, isn't it? I were made up. I were made up. It's like a lot of people on The Apprentice are northern, aren't they? I don't know why. They just are. And uh, he says, uh, made up with you playing Ferry Cross the Mersey. I shall try to keep up the quality of input for you. Thank you. He said, we will meet one day. I don't think so. I always think it's best not to meet people. You know, if you sort of, you meet somebody. I remember a, a friend of mine met somebody that they, they admired really greatly. And they were so disappointed. <laughs> they were really, really disappointed. You know, to the point of... Oh, I didn't like them and all that and I remember thinking that a minute ago you were obsessed with them and now you don't like them at all. So never meet people you like. It's easier just to sort of to know them for what they do as opposed to trying to fathom anything else out. It's ridiculous, isn't it, really? Um Oh dear, here we go. A rugby player injured in a match lost his damages for five hundred thousand pounds. Why? because apparently he was told serious injury is inevitable in the sport. Oh, my Lord. They say the risk of injury in a fast-moving contact sport is both inevitable and unavoidable. So they've... Uh, they've... He'll probably take it further, I should imagine. Most people do, don't they? Uh, so Biggins is, uh, is lighter. Here are pictures of uh, Port Leven in Cornwall, Aberystwyth, uh, Mullion Cove and Dawlish. And the waves are crashing over the lighthouses, the power of the ocean. So what do they get yesterday down? I forget where it was. Some bloke decides to take all his clothes off except his pants and he goes swimming in the sea and he gets into difficulty and they have to launch a lifeboat. I would have left him there. I seriously would have left him there. Why these these people should be charged with putting everybody's life at, at risk? because it's just ridiculous. You see him in the middle of this this swells, these huge swells in the waves, and you think, no, I'd have left you there, I'm afraid. I'd, I'd be going, you know, people say, oh, quick, we've got to go and rescue him. You go, he's quite clearly very stupid if he went out swimming in his pants in the first place. I mean, that really is the most ridiculous thing. Uh, you could go to Orlean's House Gallery on the way to Richmond, but bring a brolly. Thank you. I could. I could do you know the funny thing is, I'm, as I said earlier on, I can do I can do anything today, because it's Thursday. And Thursday's are nice days, but I think it's going to be... I think I might have to... Oh, I don't know. I might have some cards to go and get. A farmer was rushed to hospital. Poor soul. He's at the, he's at the auction uh, with, his, uh, with his prize bull when it tried to mount him. You're not going to be arguing with a bull, are you? Anyway, he got taken to hospital. It's, it weighs a ton, this thing. Onlookers rushed into the ring and herded the sexually frustrated breed bull back into his pen. Mr Smith's mum, Morag, says the bull was just amorous and tried to jump him. He's also not bad looking. So, you know, it could be that. And um, <laughs> we didn't get up. You know, that that was when they, they started worrying about it. But thank you to the first aiders. Imagine. I mean, we all laugh, don't we, when the local dog does it on your leg or something. Get get off. But a bull. Not going to be arguing with that any time soon. Tyson Fury. He's, a, he's another fake, isn't he? Oh, he's a real box. I'm oh, losing. Who's the not real boxers? Conor McGregor. So who's Tyson Fury? So he's got a big fight this weekend. I hope so. He's put on loads of weight. Loads of weight. But he has now had to lose ten stone for this title fight. They say it's a, it's a I mean, it's just it's a bit pants, isn't it? Boxing. Oh, he had a drugs ban, so he's been away. I mean, to be honest with you, boxing is a bit naff, isn't it? I mean, who cares? Who cares? They go, and this person's light, welterweight. I've never even heard of some of these people. Never heard of them at all. Uh, also, 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 Casualty. Oh, do you know, I've never watched a whole episode of Casualty. It just doesn't... Because inter- I know it's filmed in an office block. And I kind of lost the will to live on it. But um, here's a picture of Rylan. Must be looking for something to do now. He hasn't got anything on, uh, on Big Brother. Or ever likely to have. But uh, he's working as a Just Eat delivery driver. But fan... You don't need to worry. He's not turned his back on showbiz just yet. And uh, he's he's going to be out there uh, hoping to hop on a bike to deliver takeaway to some unsuspecting food fans. This is part of um, the X Factor, I think. Sounds very dull, doesn't it? To be honest with you, I switched off mentally through that. <laughs> I didn't go at all. Uh, there's a hotel for the super rich and famous. It's called the Corinthia Hotel, a stone's throw from Trafalgar Square. And uh, this is one of those... How to live like the other people live. Well, you can't. It's stupid them showing programmes like this. They've got the general manager, uh, who's very posh. And if you have afternoon tea, don't expect any change out of 50 quid. Well, I can go and eat cheaper than that in Claridge's. Thank you very much indeed. I don't want people to go, oh, it's so expensive. It's not really for you, is it? And you think, well, of course not at that price. I'm not going to be ripped off. I'm not going to be ripped off by it. I'd rather go to Claridge's or I've been to the Ritz. I've been to loads of places, the Langham, the Lanesborough. All for uh, for afternoon tea, and not one of them has cost that much. Uh, I saw Biggin's on TV yesterday, saying he's had diabetes. He walks four kilometres a day. Says Sue, "Does it inspire you?" No, she says. I know you walk to the bus stop every day. <laughs> I do walk to the bus stop. I don't run. I don't run. And I spoke to my friend Ant the other day, and he came in limping. Why? He'd fallen up the stairs. How do people fall up the stairs? How does that... And then I suddenly rose, I've done that a couple of times. You could go to Barnes, Steve. Nice place to walk around. Yeah, I could do. Or I could do Christmas at Kew. Nice short trip from Twickenham, says Brian. I could. I could get off the bus and I could go into Kew Gardens. I could do that. But I don't think I will. I don't think I will. I should think of of something else. Uh, Also, they're saying, can you put some... Um, tins in your trolley for the food bank. They did that at Waitrose a couple of Christmases ago. They said, "Oh, we're, we're collecting for the local people. Can you buy something that would be suitable for an old person?" Uh, <laughs> I'm tempted to use that stupid line, so I bought them a funeral brochure, and uh, and and I said, "I said, but like what?" And they said, "Well, biscuits." And so I, I bought lots of packets of chocolate biscuits. So the elderly people around my way are enormous because they've all been eating chocolate biscuits. Because you, you it's got to be something that they can use, like tea bags or a jar of coffee or something like that. And it, it goes a little way. I and mean, You just add it onto your bill. Then as you're going out the door, you give it to them. It's as simple as that. It's not complicated. Not complicated at all. So Christmas will cost you this year, on average, £719. I'm not sure if that's including buying the Christmas tree. Is that the whole family? 700 I reckon I'd probably spend about £700 on Christmas. Easily. Easily, I would have thought, I'm not expecting the team here to spend the same on me. I mean, goodness, that would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? At least half of it, though. And, um, you know, you, because you don't know how much to spend on... I've had this trouble every year. Every year I say to somebody, how much do I spend on uh, on Christmas? And they always go, oh, well, you could spend this much. And you think, do you know, it's only once a year. Why not? Why not? I love the story in the paper. I think they're very devious. An Irish football club who faked... A player's death so it could call off a game. They even, at other matches, they had a minute's worth of silence. I've never anything really like it. I mean, only, only in the world of football, in a place you've never heard of. And the place, uh, sorry, uh, the player didn't even know about it. You know, stories of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Yeah, he found it when he turned on the television. Can you believe it? And what was the reason they faked? Just so they could call off the game. Injury crisis so they couldn't play a team. <laughs> amazing isn't it amazing. you have checked your I need to check my wallet later don't I for a piece of paper that says it's worth 76 million can you imagine uh, Mo says all my Christmas cards went in the post yesterday I'm going to be at the farm for my Christmas tree tomorrow a nice bushy 8 foot one yep yeah, I, w- I would agree with that it's got to be the right shape you need to see your Christmas tree unwrapped it's no good seeing one wrapped up make them unwrap it They've got all that netting that they put through a machine, so that's fine. But uh, make sure you see what it looks like and sort of try and visualise, you know, pushing down the branches. You know, is, is it going to look bushy enough? Can you lay things on the branches? Is it too thin and weedy? You've got to get the right tree. There's no point in having the wrong tree. got to get the right tree. And um, what was the other one? Oh, sweating in the sauna could cut heart risk. I always thought that was very popular. I used to have a sauna when I used to finish working overnight years and years ago. And I used to go up to the David Lloyd Centre at Heathrow. Because somebody said to me, if you've got a cold or you feel a bit sort of, you know, psh, having a sauna is actually quite good. So I did. yes, then people take their towels off and then you have to look at the ceiling. It's like, la, 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 <laughs> Mind you, I told you, we did that in Austria. And we're sitting there, me and a friend of mine who worked for the radio station out there. And a family come in, a whole family. Mother, father, son who was about 15 and daughter about 16. I didn't know where to look. I seriously didn't know where to look. It was Unbelievable. They don't, they don't think anything about it at all. Nothing. It's odd, isn't it, really? Whereas I'm sort of terribly prudish. I'm sitting there in a full sou'wester, a hat, gloves, scarf, the whole business. And I didn't rush outside and roll in the snow. I don't do that kind of thing either. Or go in the plunge pool, which is ice cold. What's the point of that? What is the point of putting yourself through that sheer purgatory? There's a lovely thing on the table. You'll see it later on. It's the Pope meeting uh, a young mute boy. Uh, this was during Pope Francis' latest address. It was, and then his sister ran over as well. It's, they obviously don't know. They go, It's the Pope. And so they run right round the back and they're hiding around the back of the Pope's chair. It's the Pope. It's the Pope, for goodness sake. Do you think they're aware of who he is? But he found, he found another way of talking. So he, he sort of he, he came back and the Pope patted him.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company this morning. 22 minutes. Past six. How much is tea at the Dorchester? Can you find out how much tea? Afternoon tea? At Claridge's, sorry, at Claridge's. Uh, if you like a good sausage, says Gary on the M20, I highly recommend the Regency Cafe off Horse Ferry Road. Very popular and famous for featuring in movies. In movies? How lovely. Sounds lovely. Uh, festive, oh, festive afternoon tea. That's with the finger, you know, I just keep going on the finger sandwiches. I just eat sandwiches like there's no tomorrow because I'm not bothered about warm scones. And also tea, I'm just I'm just as happy with a. it's six sixty quid per person. It's lovely. They've got vanilla fairy cakes, how exciting. And uh, from the twenty first of January afternoon tea is priced at sixty five pounds per person. Brexit Britain, isn't it? That's why. Sixty five pounds. It is lovely though, I've had it. Perhaps I could go as a child. <laughs> Mind you, on top of that, they are going to add twelve and a half pounds uh twelve and a twelve and a half per cent discretionary service charge. That's nice, isn't it? So they could do tea. 245, 3 p.m., 315, 330, 445, 5 p.m., 515, and 530. Sounds nice, doesn't it? So tea's going up. 65 pounds, an extra fiver. Well, Cordish clotted cream gone up in price or something. It is nice but just remember, you don't have to just eat what they bring you. You can have can we have some more sandwiches? And they just keep bringing them. You're never going to eat sixty-five quids worth. Uh Monica says, Happy Hanukkah to everybody. We start early this year, this Sunday. Come to celebrate with us in Trafalgar Square on Wednesday evening. And you know I can't do evenings. Why do people keep asking me for evenings? I can't do things like that. Best sausages, though, says Gary, and homemade chips. (sighs) You've tempted me with the homemade chips. You've tempted me with the homemade chips. I like it. Uh, A few years ago, says Helen, my partner used to chef for a very famous pop star. And after a night spent at Stonehenge celebrating the summer solstice, this person wants my services as a masseuse phones me while at work and all we could do is giggle like a schoolgirl how stupid did i feel after he put the phone down i didn't do the massage for fear of having another fit th- of the giggles not very professional do you know what i was i was reading something the other day when barack obama came over here where did he want to go to what was the one thing that he made them do what was the one thing he went to stonehenge exactly he's got pictures of him at stonehenge amazing isn't it really can you go up to the stones or do they keep you away from them Kind of the daytime, obviously Obviously, at night time, not Stonehenge. They still can't work out how it got there. They don't know. They think they were dragged from a long way away. But that's like Machu Picchu, isn't it? People go, oh, you know, how did they build it? And they go, well, we think they got the rocks from here. They'd have dragged them. There would have been an army of... men. Ma- it's like building the pyramids. There would have been thousands and thousands of servants, workers, thousands. They they built towns to build the pyramids for the pharaoh for when he died so he could sit there in his palace and look out the window and watch them building his tomb because they've just found another one they've just found another one which was uh which is amazing uh with some more mummies in it bunny says turn the house upside down looking for tickets for the magic circle you just have to give me your tickets we'll phone the agency today re-biggins we were getting on a small plane from cork to birmingham about 10 years ago whole plane was in uproar why Biggins was holding court in row B. Such a funny character. He's got the best stories. He's got the, be- he's got the best little black book. And Mo says, you're right about selecting a Christmas tree. The farm I go to doesn't net them until you've selected it. Then it's free delivery. You've got to, you've got to, it's, it's got to talk to you. It has got to talk to you. If the tree does not say, I am your tree for this year, you can see all those like the Griswolds family tree. It's shone out. A light appeared over the top of it, and it'll be exactly the same when you buy your tree. You must always look at them. It's got to be the right shape. It's got to be it's got to be just every everything right about it. Uh, and also you've got to sort of bang it down, push the leaves, the, the, the branches down a little bit. Just see what it looks like. It's gotta be the right thing. You don't want too much at the top without any um any sort of needles or anything else, but just just be prepared. Uh Steve you deprive Southerners. I bet you think this is—that's how Christmas trees grow, ready shrunk in nets. We dip it. We we, we nip into Delamere Forest and select one. Oh, uh, what you nick them? Oh, sorry, I'm uh, sorry, I had no idea. Oh, you're you pinching trees. No, no, no. And also, we we are Southern Jesses. They actually come pre shrunk these these trees. They're actually grown in in nets. John in uh, Foreign says, "Will you be presenting your program on Christmas Day?" Yes. Uh, Stonehenge. Says Rob, the coach driver, has roped barriers around it 24-7. You can't touch the stones. Oh, can you imagine the people over the years who've touched the stones? Can you imagine the people who built it? Although, actually, not very imaginative, was it? It was just two uprights and one across the top. What's exciting about that? It was the fact that they, they've got them up there. And it's, it's amazing. I think it's amazing. You should go and see things like that. You know, it's in the country. Do a little poodle down the motorway. Why not? Uh, so... 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Frankie and Benny's and that... uh, I don't know how they're going to enforce that. What happens? You go in there and they go, we need your mobile phones. You go, well, we'll eat somewhere else. Because the kids will play on the mobile phones. You can't do anything else. Two days left. Oh, please find that ticket. I would love it at the last minute if somebody came forward and went, I think I've got the winning ticket. It's worth £76 I don't think we've lost that much in the past. Uh, So, fingers fingers crossed. Uh, The coppers, the police... Hitting back over Diane Abbott's mistake over moped chases, she says, oh, no, you can't do things. Well, what do you propose, dear? It's no good saying, oh, you can't do it unless you've got a brilliant answer. But I fear you don't have a brilliant answer because I don't think there's anything better. They do it in America. Why would they not bother doing it here? Over there in America, they get drunks behind cars and everything else and they just ram them. They just ram them. They go to hell with with the cost of it. And I think we should do the same with these, uh, with these people, provided you can identify the fact that it's them. But mainly, the people who operate the thieving don't have number plates on the back of their little bikes, and they'll be wearing uh, helmets, which uh, which mean that you can't see their face. No ramum, definitely. Everybody's saying what a brilliant idea it is. I'll drive the car. I'll drive the car. <laughs> also, well-fired loaves should have a cancer test warning. A cancer test warning. If it's if it's a uh, one of those bakeries where they bake their own bread. If it's too dark. You have to check, and also the Da Vinci museum. Oh, not the Da Vinci museum. Sorry, a Da Vinci, which museums can't afford to buy. You know why? Eighteen million. They're looking for eighteen million, and they can't um, they can't find any museum to take it because it's a huge chunk of your budget. Unless it's a Getty museum, you probably find they've got half a dozen of his things anyway. Kevin the restaurateur says not an original idea, Steve, but a delicious one. Halved and grilled Cumberland sausage with lemon and lime marmalade in thick buttered granary bread. Now you were doing so well up until the granary bread bit. I don't do granary bread. I just like, I like, I like it so it's crispy on the top of the bread. In fact, actually, you've tempted me. I might have to go home and have some toast. <laughs> Hopeless, isn't it? And uh, Jungle James, James McVeigh from The Vamps. He says he got so stick thin, so stick thin, he said he fell ill. Poor sock. Go oh, out, tell her Living being thin. Living Oprah being thin, you know, you look at people on the television, then, oh, look at them fighting. Oh, look, boxers. Why did they do this squaring out? Is that Tyson Fury? I'm Tyson Fury. I'm Tyson Fury. Oh. So, both the fighters. I've never. Who's the other one he's fighting? We don't know, do we? Oh, Deontay Wilder. Oh, right. Is he really well known? Is he an American? Is he an old people's home or cemetery? Where is he? Where where they got him from this time? They, they normally dig up people for this sort of thing. It's not as old as the one that Conor McGregor fought. Oh, well. He says he needs to do something, so he went in my face. He went, Oh, God, honestly, get it. They're just, they're just play acting, aren't they? It's all a little bit showy off. It's very silly, and we've seen through it. All right.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: 25 to 7, Nick Ferrari is with you at breakfast this morning on LBC from 7. And this morning, with the Bank of England presenting its doomsday scenario for a no-deal Brexit. Nick will be asking if this is just Project Hysteria. We'll discuss the Home Secretary's take on pursuing moped criminals and bring you an LBC exclusive on train drivers falling asleep on the job. That's all with Nick Ferrari with breakfast this morning from seven here on LBC. How can you if you're a train driver, is it is it the same as the tube? Do you have your hand on the handle? If you take your hand off or you fall asleep, does the train not come to a stop? That's so, some trains drive themselves. Are they? Good Lord, all right. I thought it was the dead man's handle, it was called. So you've got to have your hand on it. The moment your hand falls off, if you fall ill or something like that, then the train comes to a grinding halt. But I've never heard of train drivers falling asleep. How can that be? For that sort of money. It's quite a decent bit of money, actually. Uh, They think, says Malcolm, some of the stones for Stonehenge came from South Wales, so I guess they hauled them across the Severn Bridge. Do you think? Do you think so? I don't know. Uh, Steve, Stonehenge rocks. Uh, Oh, some. And come and have a look at and touch my stones. Cheaper too, pound. <laughs> Do you have to pay to go to Stonehenge? Is it a, is it a payable thing? It's, it's in the heritage. It's free. Oh wow, you can get a tour. Oh, I wouldn't mind getting up. I'd be so tempted to touch. Let's face it, you can touch them all you like. They're not going to fall apart, are they? They're stones, unless there's going to be an earthquake or something, and they're going to fall in. I like the idea of touching something that's that old. Although, I don't know, i worked with the producer for quite some years, so (laughs) I'm well used to that kind of thing. Back to work, says Georgina, after three weeks in India. You came too. I loved it. I loved it. Seriously, I couldn't go to a more exciting place. Thank you. I couldn't miss the spike, even if it was at lunchtime. Fingers crossed, today goes quickly. What, for you or for me? Chris in Cardiff says, I used to be prone to colds over Christmas, New Year, Millennium, being memorable for laying stricken on my bed as the fireworks exploded. Now... November tends to herald illness. Virus stricken, I endeavour to use my sick time productively. Green bagging being one activity. Isn't it funny? I mean, so far this year, touch wood, touch wood, touch wood, something, cross your fingers. I haven't been ill this year. No sort of coughs, cold, wheezes, anything like that. I've I've actually been, and I've not had the flu jab. What if this would be the whole year that I can go without having the flu jab. That would be an interesting one, wouldn't it? Probably not. Uh, can Meghan really be filming a Scottish Widows ad? She does look like the Scottish Widows ad, but uh, no, definitely not. Uh, also, key cabinet Brexiteer, I'm backing May's deal. It's going like that, isn't it? Hand in your phone so the kids eat free. People like that one. And the Queen's grandson, Peter Phillips, unveils the plan to run a horse race outside the palace. Well, um, is this... I mean, the, the, the apparently... Uh, discussions have taken place with the office of Sadiq Khan. What's it going to do with him? It's got nothing to do with him. This actually comes down to uh, to the Royal Parks. Nothing to do with Sadiq Khan. Really? Organisers City Racing, working in conjunction with the Dockey Club, believe it will attract a younger audience. What, to gamble? That's all racing is. It's gambling. It's sort of gam. And they put it on the television. I mean, they might as well on, you know, the ITV or the BBC, whoever puts this stuff on there. Why don't you just watch kids playing fruit machines? It's the same sort of thing. It's got nothing to do with It's people gambling. That's what it is. But uh, they think it it could boost sport. Uh, Locally trained horses will be used, but it's hoped to recruit eight of the world's best jockeys. Oh, dear, honestly. I don't think we want anything like that. Known as the sport of kings. Not anymore. It's just gambling. That's all it is. But uh, apparently um, they're going to lay tons of wax, sand and fibre Oh, that'll be nice and disruptive, won't it, for anybody driving in London? Again, they don't think about it, do they? The rest of us just sit and get... What do you mean, horse racing? In the mall, outside the palace? Gosh, truth. Apparently Anne is a queen, a keen equestrian, and uh, Mr Phillips, that's his, his mummy, uh, had discussed his plans, including uh, having the palace as a venue with the Queen... And with typical royal outspokenness, he proclaimed, this is a bloody good idea. Well, you made so much money out of the last little thing, didn't you, the picnic? My God, you trousered on that one. That was a good one. Perhaps you'd do the same for this? They say the inaugural event next year. (sighs) Listen, it's bad enough in London as it is. This will take out Trafalgar Square because they're going to be putting stabling on horse guards parade. What for? What about all the poor people who have to work in London? Every day you have to battle the traffic. Every day you get, Imagine sitting on buses going, what is it? Oh, sorry, Peter Phillips is doing a race. A race? What for? They go, oh, because they think it'll boost people gambling. Not for me, thank you very much indeed. I have to work in the capital six days a week. Six days a week I come into town. Normally it's fine. Yesterday it was, it was OK. We sort of sailed through. But you'll always get, you get to the end of the strand where we have to turn right onto Waterloo Bridge on the bus. And there'll be... A van on the left-hand side who's delivering, you know, early in the morning. So we've all got to go round it. So two lanes become one. And therein lies the problem. The fundraising campaign for Jamal, after the video went viral, has raised more than £100,000. I mean, I can't help feeling, I mean, that the boy who perpetrated the alleged offence um, allowed himself to be filmed. Uh, because he's quite clearly identified, uh, the papers have sort of pixelated him. But we've already seen what he looks like because I've have se- got the video on my phone. Not that I downloaded it; it just sort of it just sort of arrived in a in a news thing. And so his his wrist was uh, broken as well. You can't. I mean, I realise I do realise I'm not naive enough to think that kids don't argue at school. You know, somebody might have said something to somebody. So they go, "Wait till playtime. I'm going to get you at playtime." In this particular case, this is a rather nice. Another nasty case of a sort of a much taller boy wrestling a much younger boy to the ground. And then he he holds him down and opens a bottle of water and then he pours the water over him. I mean, sick or what? The family have had to move. The alleged perpetrators of the crime, the uh, the local feeling is very anti them, very anti. But apparently it's... um, it's common because it happened to the sister, it happened to his sister as well. But £100,000 they've got. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I don't really know what you do with things like that. Do you remember the bloke who, who was attacked and somebody raised a lot of money for him, so they bought him another house. He stayed in it about three nights. He wanted to go back where he came from. He hated it. So I don't know what's going to happen to, um, to this particular family. He said The boy who was attacked said he doesn't want to go back to school. You see, he doesn't feel safe there, and I can well imagine. Well imagine. please, Furious as Abbott says, stop knocking moped thugs off bikes. But as I say, she hasn't come up with anything at all. She just sits there with that supercilious, smug fart, smile on her face. And we don't get any answers. I thought we were supposed to look to these people for her to say, listen, instead of doing this, why don't we taser them? You know, I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with tasering either. We need to do something. Uh, Holly Willie. For her kids, I mean, not only is she a presenter, but she's a mum juggling three children. I should imagine she's a great mum. I know she gets broody every time they bring another baby into this morning's studio. She'll be furious. She's missed the testicular cancer thing. Uh, the Big Mac Health Service in all the papers today. And when it comes to ruling the rooster, there is only one candidate for medical, who is the Brahma cockerel. He's three foot tall, weighs 17 pounds. He's thought to be the biggest chicken in the world. In fact, people were asking, is it a child in a suit when they actually saw him? Uh, he's safe from the oven. He'd take five and a half hours to cook. Oh, God. If only he knew how lucky he was. But uh, yesterday, the mail told how a six-foot-four-inch, 220-stone steer called Nickers had been spared because he was too big for the local abattoir. Again, again, God moves in mysterious ways. Footballer's wife shares photo of her smear test to boost cancer screening. This is, uh, This is... Rebecca Vardy, not a fan, not a fan, thank you. And the Watchdog orders the TV advertisers to make the text clear and give us enough time to read it. I can't read the um, credits on programmes. The credi- If it's an American programme, they go, phsh, and, you know, slow down. I want to see who's responsible for some of these things, just so I can mention them on air. You know, if it's something we don't like or it's something we do like, credit where credit is due. Uh, we had a birthday to celebrate today, and I can't remember who it was, actually. I'm sure it was uh, it was somebody very famous. Uh, also, uh, curb on the rip-off of calling 118 for a phone number. Why are you doing it? I've got no idea. We had some poor soul earlier on who said that not everybody has a home computer. Well, oh, there can't be many people. It's on your phone as well. Get it off your phone. Or perhaps you didn't know how to do that either. And the three degrees. Not the group. This is mum, dad and son. They've all qualified... At uh, at Worcester, they've all, isn't that clever? I always wanted, I wanted to go on to higher education. And I, uh, and I sort of tried, it. I didn't like it. I don't think I'm cut out for being, sitting down and trying to learn something. I can learn it as I'm doing it, but I'm not very good at doing things like that. I've been going into Paul Cooper's shop for donkey's years. I couldn't tell you the price of anything except bananas. 132. That's all I could tell you for a kilo or whatever it is. But the rest of it, I, I can't... And that's the whole trick, isn't it? You've got to do it and add it up. In a bar, I'm fine, strangely enough. Because you just push a thing on the till. But in, in a fruit and veg shop, when I've done a few things... I go, How much are these? They go, oh, they're £2.20 a kilo. right, £2.20. It's very difficult. Uh, heartbreaking scene leading uh, Damien Aspinall saying goodbye to baby doll. Britain's oldest gorilla. And uh, seven, 57. Uh, he'd uh, hand-reared her. Hand-reared her. And then she became... Ill and so they've got a picture. Uh, seven offspring. It was only a year older than Mister Aspinall herself. It was named after her habit of sucking her thumb. And uh, the final moments with Baby Doll when she passed away at the age of fifty-seven. If you've never been down to Port Lim and and place, you should go. Actually, they've got a lot of gorillas. A lot of you get to see them close up. It's, it's terribly clever. Terribly clever. Uh, quarter to seven is uh, is the time. Some exciting news. We've launched podcasts. In the LBC app. Now, this is your one-stop shop for everything podcasting, with over 1,500 podcasts from publishers around the world. So you can listen to James O'Brien's Magical Hour, The Nick Abbott Habit, and, of course, Steve Allen's A Little Bit Extra and Steve Allen's In Conversation. They're all on there. And uh, you'll also find out more about what's on today's podcast before I wrap up at 7. You can... Oh, right, it's up... The... Oh, fast fast. Crikey. You can download podcasts for listening to while you're offline, along with downloading your favourite LBC shows to listen to on the move. So if you missed any of the programme this morning, why? You can fill in the gap. All you need to do is download the LBC app where you can listen to LBC. Loads of fantastic podcasts and loads of new ones, and you can do it now. Okay? You go to lbc.co.uk
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. It's Thursday. Yeah. Love Thursday. I'm trying to get excited about it. I'm trying to get excited about the fact that Saturday is the 1st of December. And then you'll suddenly realise how fast, as my friend Christopher said earlier on, how fast we are whizzing through this year. Uh, exclusive, Ledsome delivers huge boost for the PM front page of the Daily Mail. Key cabinet Brexiteer. I'm backing May's deal. This is Andrea Said so She's backing it because it delivered on the referendum result. Um, I think it's going to go through. I think it's going to go through. I think it's going to be a bit touch and go, but I think it'll go through. Otherwise, where are we going to be? God knows. Daily Star, I'm a celeb blaze sphere because they've got bush, uh, fires around. I couldn't think what they were called, actually. Bush fires, yes. And uh, Snowflakes wanted to get rid of our traditional Christmas decoration, so shops now are selling unicorns, dolphins and mythical beasts. Mad, I'm sorry. Nothing to do with Christmas, heathens. Nothing to do with Christmas. Christmas is pretty tinsel and things like that. Not dolphins. Lovely though they might be. That's an all year round thing. You can keep your dolphin all year round. You can keep your corn dollies and all the rest of it. No, no, no. We had that, that uh, wags tree the other day. The most vulgar thing you've ever seen. It looked disgusting. Tedious, boring and dated. But there again, she's obviously quite... She's only 20. You don't expect these people to know anything, do they? Uh, the Sun. What have we got on the front page? Uh, house prices to crash 30% um, as Britain falls into recession and a brutal no-deal Brexit. The Bank of England have said the pound worths Worth less than the dollar, but Brexiteers rap hysteria. Carnage. Uh, Plus, Holly Willoughby, she seems to have the perfect life. She's got the ideal husband. She's got a lovely house. She loves her job. She gets to wear clothes that she can uh, look after. And she finds it very easy, I promise you. There's no difficulty for Holly Willoughby. She just stands there. And some people are natural presenters. She's a natural presenter, and it works for her. So we don't begrudge her anything. And the paper's now turning. Kate and Meghan... It's a bit of a, you know, there's going to be no wins in this one at all. Robert De Niro late for a stage event after his tooth fell out. (gasps) Grief honestly. That's dreadful, isn't it? And the Home Secretary defended police knocking over moped thugs. Sajid Javid says risk assessed tactical contact was exactly what we need. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everybody else would agree with it. Who seriously is not going to agree with it? Ever been mugged? Pleasant experience? No. Of course not. Uh, Jungle James is on the front of the Mirror today. I didn't see how thin I'd got. Eating disorder was horrible, and also May's deal will cost us a hundred billion pounds. Well, just print more, just print more of these sort of things. Makes it so much easier, doesn't it? Uh, Leona Lewis has announced she's to marry her boyfriend Dennis. She's going to tie. They've been dating for eight years. That in this business is a miracle, ladies and gentlemen, a miracle. Uh, what else have we got? The soap pair taking away 11 stars in the jungle. It must be finishing. When did somebody say it was finishing? It must be soon, mustn't it? December. Not this weekend, the weekend after. Just imagine, Noel Edmonds, £600,000 richer. All you've got to do is sort of do a few little things. And um, and then people give you lots of money. And should you fake it this Christmas? Many of you will. Many of you will. I know this for a fact. And so they've got all these different trees. Uh, which are pre-lit uh, there's one here. It's, I mean, the, the best one is Argos, a six-foot pre-lit, snow-tipped Christmas tree, uh, sixty quid. Pre-lit. It means it comes with. It's all all the lights are already fixed onto it. Uh, a George. I think that's George at Asda actually, with baubles. A pop-up five-foot tree, twenty-five quid. Pre-lit, pre-lit, twenty-five quid. Uh, then they've got a real deal. Uh, this is uh, a little tree. A five to six foot non-drop Nordman fir tree, 20 quid. 20 quid. They've come in a bit more expensive this year, trees. I think there's, there's not many around. The, the weather's been a bit, a bit odd, I think. But uh, I don't think you can beat a real tree. I seriously don't. I, I like a real tree. A real tree's nice because it looks nice and it's, it's proper, isn't it? It's a proper tree. Proper, proper tree. So my advice. You can get some good, some good ones that are fakes. But I would always recommend, uh, I think, having, having a real tree. Uh, The football club, who faked the ex-player's death to avoid a match, this is Ballybrack FC, said Fernando Lafuente died in an accident going home from training last week. The club's game against Arklow Town on Saturday was postponed. Other teams held a minute's silence. Lafuente, who left the club a few months ago, said Chiefs had told him they might claim he'd had an accident to avoid playing Arklow amid a shortage of players. But the first he heard of his death was on Tuesday when pals alerted to him. He says, "I'm finding it a little bit funny. The club has apologised for its gross error of judgment, you buffoons, you absolute buffoons!" Honestly, that lovely, how exciting! We play for the football club. No, we're now going to pretend you've died. Good lord! At uh, the times, no deal Brexit would be worst crash since 1930s. Police ignore a third of all crimes after a single call. Well, actually, I haven't experienced that yet, but uh, I'm sure it will happen at some point. I'm sure. Uh, Bank warns of worst economic slump since Second World War. This is the I, National Union of Students Facing Insolvency, Jobs Lost, Service Cutbacks, and Consultants Moved In. What do they do? What do they do? And um, the Lion Alert, why the big cabs are in trouble. And guess what drink is making a comeback? Mead. Mead is making a comeback. I thought they only drank that in the Robin Hood shows. And they went, mead. It's lovely, isn't it? Daily Telegraph, Michael Sheen, my Brexit breakup. The Frogmore Set, what lies in store for Harry and Meghan? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I don't think anything's going to be uh, happening at all. Well, as far as I know, it isn't. And um, uh, my friend Chris and Steve over in Spain has a a fake white tea this year. Tree, I think they mean. With um, with turquoise balls. (laughs) How lovely. <laughs> Sounds delightful. <laughs> Actually, the trouble is, if, you, if you're in a flat, it's probably better to get a, a fake tree, isn't it? And then just decorate it in your own way. It doesn't have to be a huge thing in the corner. It really doesn't. Uh, plus, what have we got here? Disturbing rise in unconditional offers. And uh, how Olivia Coleman kept a stiff upper lip. She's Not playing Coo Stark, is she? By any chance? Probably not. <laughs> she wasn't happy about this programme, The Crown. I don't think I've ever seen it. I think I might have seen little bits of it, but uh, I don't know. Uh, the Guardian warnings over the economy deal blow to May's Brexit strategy and uh, revealed a big surge in fatal knife attacks on children. wonder what uh, Diane Abbott's got to say about that. Anything on that one, Diane? Must come up with something. The Express, uh, the £18 million lottery winners say we'll never leave our lovely semi and you've got less than two days to claim £76 million. Uh, nobody's come forward. They know where the ticket was bought. Nobody's come forward. Oops, oops, oops. Just before I go, let you know what's coming up on my free podcast for today. On the little bit extra, I'll explain how it's finally getting a bit spiky out in the jungle. All thanks to Nick Knowles. It seems he doesn't like picking up ladies' frilly little knickers. I could tell you some stories. You'll also hear about how Pip Schofield had to stare at a fully naked man on This Morning yesterday. Some bloke from Love Island seems to think all the other shows on ITV involve people walking around naked and getting up to all sorts. Plus, a Scary Spice tries to flog her new book... I'll let you know about the big problem which might be looming for Mel. Got to do with the ex-husband who says that what she's saying is rubbish. It's going to turn into fisticuffs. We'll watch with interest. My Little Bit Extra, totally free, available from wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you download the LBC app as well as listening to LBC wherever you are. You can listen back to this and all the other programmes for free. Download the LBC app for iPhone or Android. Tap on catch-up at 10 o'clock featuring, I think it's Marmalade Hour today. From midday, it's Dave O'Brien. But right now, with breakfast, it's Nick Ferrari.